1: Hello, this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, and you can't tell, but right now I'm dressed as Deacon and not the Fallen Angel, because I'm at Waterworld, and you are listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast, because there's degrees, there's a little bit Busted Open, but this is Busted Wide Open, you're listening to us, so thanks for listening.
0: You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling, with your hosts, Nick Howell, and Sir Ian Dangerous, coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 158. My name is
1: Nick Howell, and putting a bit more bass in my voice, the way Stone Cold Steve Austin would have wanted, I am Sir Ian Dangerous, <laughs> and welcome to the show. Uh, another fun week of the graps this week, Nick. It was kind of like it was like old guy <sighs> week. We had Stone Cold Steve Austin opening up Raw. We had Undertaker opening up SmackDown, uh, and it was. I thought it was a pretty solid go home week. They've got Clash of Champions coming up this Sunday. Clash of Clans. Clash of Champions. Clash of, of Champions. Yes. Okay, just checking. Coming up this Sunday uh, over in WWE. So they're building for that. I thought they did a good job of going home. Uh, it's our last week of pre-taped NXT before it goes to two hours live on USA next week. Yep. Uh, New Japan, they're, they're on the road to destruction. This weekend is also the destruction tour. We've got uh, Bepu and uh, where else are they going this week? Bepu and uh, Kagoshima is this weekend, too, Sunday and Monday, respectively. Uh, and then also on Saturday, uh, if you're into a little bit more mm, hard-hitting MMA-style pro wrestling, then Josh Barnett has Bloodsport on Saturday, and that card looks absolutely sick. I'm going to get yes. into that later in the show. But, uh, yeah, lots to talk about this, Nick, this week, Nick. Um, but let's not waste any time. Let's, let's do our housekeeping. Let's get into the show. Absolutely. Guys, as always, head over to the Busted Wide Open discussion
0: group on Facebook. Make sure you're in there. In addition, we've now started transitioning over to Discord for live chats, for pay-per-views, all of our weekly threads. Uh, We've got actual... Full-time, 24-7 channels to chat Raw, SmackDown, NXT, New Japan, AEW, everything, anything is game all the time. Uh, you can find links to that on Twitter and in our Busted Wide Open discussion group on Facebook and in every episode of the show notes. Uh, just to take a look there as well as the description below if you're watching here on YouTube. Speaking of which, we are live here on YouTube every yeah. Thursday, at least for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, things But are there's changing. some contingencies there. Uh, Yes, uh, live here on YouTube every Thursday at 8pm Eastern, 5 Pacific, but we'll go over some changes today on the show that will be happening over the course of the next few weeks. As I said, you can find us at BWO Podcast on Twitter and Instagram right here on YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. And last but certainly not least, we want to thank all of our patrons. Uh, Head over to Patreon.com slash BWO Sign up for one of our awesome reward tiers where you can get access to some exclusive perks like the ability to ask questions here that we'll answer on the show every single week, copies of the show notes, access to bonus episodes every month, and much, much more over at patreon.com slash BWO. Want to send another shout out to our inaugural August BWO Monthly Merch winner Jared McDonald. Congratulations, sir. And the September giveaway is underway. Hundreds of entries already into that one. Uh, So we're going to mix up the the giveaway uh, for the merch and things like that so that it's unique every single month. Get you guys going into some of that. But links to that in the description below as well uh, as over on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, The last thing we need to go over here, in is... It doesn't look like we're gonna hit a thousand YouTube subscribers. I mean, yeah. we're at 325. If you're watching us live, you can see on the screen we're at, at 33% of our goal to get to 1,000. Yes, and and short of a miracle, with only, with
1: only three weeks left to go. Only three yeah. weeks left to get 66% <laughs> of our goal.
0: <laughs> it ain't looking good, guys. Yeah. It's, it's not looking good. So. You're
1: saying I might not have to sing Tai Chi's theme song. Is that's what you're saying?
0: That, that's kind of what I'm saying and I'm also kind of elbowing all of the listeners in the ribs because you had one chance mm-hmm. you, ha- you had you had one job and that's all we had to do anyway uh what we're gonna do we're gonna figure out a way that we can still entice you guys uh to help get us to I, a thousand there subscribers. is there,
1: there is still a chance like yes h- albeit small that we make this uh, thousand people uh, subscribers by October 4th right so I'm not I'm not out of the woods yet i'm not willing to (laughs) sleep soundly on this one yet nick so we'll we'll wait until october 4th and then we'll figure out if we have to make a contingency plan uh for the future going forward but uh i I certainly will be i'll be breathing a sigh of relief if we don't make it but i'll be really i will genuinely be really excited if we do make it to a thousand subscribers by october 4th
0: it would mean the world to 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 us Uh, You know, above and beyond all thing, all thing, everything, funny with regards to singing. uh, Getting to a thousand subscribers on YouTube unlocks all kinds of amazing functionality for us as content creators and entertainers. So there's, you know, there's reasons that we're doing these kinds of things. We want to be able to do more for you guys. uh, And at the end of the day, that's some of the gatekeeping that happens with YouTube is kind of the sole purpose. Of really why we want to get there so get over to youtube.com slash busted wide open hit that subscribe button for us.
1: sign up your friends sign up your families like sign up people just tell them just god just go subscribe you don't have to ever watch anything just just subscribe just for the numbers because it will actually help us create content in the future that will be even more exciting for you guys so that's just that's that's our logic behind this
0: yep so last little piece of housekeeping um it is that time of year again where nick goes and plays frogger with hurricanes in the caribbean so you guys that have been around for a year uh, or two or three—well, not quite three years yet, but Almost at least three. the two years, right? Uh, know that Nick likes to go do crazy shit for about a week, uh, and we we don't really have—we're we're trying to think of things to do, but it's just so last minute here that here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we know we've got Clash of Champions this weekend. Uh, we know we owe you guys a recap. Uh, and we know we owe you guys content for next week. Uh, we're, that's probably going to be late. We won't get that to you Thursday. It'll be more like Sunday. So what we're looking at doing is having an ad hoc live stream on Sunday, late afternoon, early evening, not quite this late as we normally do, but, uh, sometime in the late evening so that you guys can still get your content. You can still hear what we thought about clash of champions and you know, just at least to get something there for the week. Ian, did you want to add to clarify anything to that Sun,
1: Sunday the twenty second? What you're saying? Correct. Correct. Sunday
0: the twenty second, and I believe we're looking loosely at six p.m. Eastern, three Pacific. Mm-hmm. So be uh, be aware that's going to happen. No stream next Thursday, uh, but we will be back the following week, which incidentally will be. Technically the last week before we start flipping things around a little bit. So if you're in the Facebook group, uh, you guys have heard here on the show, we're going to be transitioning things as SmackDown transitions to Fox. We're going to be going to not one... But two shows a week on Tuesday nights and Saturdays. That way we can cover everything, keep it timely. We're going to rearrange the shows a little bit. We're going to bring some listener question, live stream stuff to the Busted Wide Open discussion group on Facebook, uh, give us a couple of weeks to sort through all of that once we make those changes. But from this point forward, my MO, Ian, is that we do everything as much as we can live streamed. Yeah, so agreed. it's it's It will all end up on the podcast feed at some point, but if you want it fresh, and urgently, and as soon as we put it out there, the best place to be is right here
1: on our YouTube channel. So to break it down just really quickly, basically sure. what what you're saying, Nick, is there will be no live show this coming Thursday, nor will there be a recap show this coming Monday, because you have to go somewhere in the nice tropical Caribbean, throw your beautiful girlfriend into a bikini, and sit back and enjoy tropical drinks. That's what mm-hmm. you're saying.
0: Uh, yeah, instead, and the, the phone have, stays in airplane mode for a week, and, I, and right. I don't get
1: bothered. Yeah, right. Okay, so I'll just be sitting here enjoying all this wonderful wrestling with no one to talk to about it for a week until you get back, and then Sunday the 22nd, we'll do a live show and basically just cover all of that at once that Sunday, and yep. then the following Thursday will be our last Thursday show before we go to two shows a week. So in other words, chaos reigns Let, for the next just, two weeks.
0: Come in come in with me for a moment, guys. I just want to share something. In case you haven't been keeping up with current events, it's been a stressful couple of months for Nick. <laughs> uh, Nick I didn't, didn't little, say you little, didn't little, little earn it. a
1: vacation. <laughs> I didn't say you didn't earn it.
0: Oh, man. Uh, the good news is, knock on wood, almost everything is sorted out at this point. Uh, it's just a matter of small little knobs to dial. Got all the kinks and all the gremlins worked out. And that has been a lot of housekeeping at the front end of this show, but we had a lot to share with you guys. Be aware, it's possible that our first Tuesday show, I think, uh, could be Tuesday, October 1st, if I'm looking at that correctly. Uh, October 4th is the first Smackdown on Fox, so the first Saturday show would be October 5th. So by the time we get back on, I don't know, what we'll have one show before that week where we go to two shows.
1: Yeah, it looks right. The 22nd so, will be uh, the live stream from this coming week, and then the 26th mm-hmm. Thursday is going to yep. be our last Thursday show, and then it's going to be the first and the fifth, and then two w- two shows a week after that. So if you guys wanted more uh, content, here it comes, uh, and yep. and just it's just starting. It's just starting. We hear it's people say
0: all the time that we wish we had more BWO episodes every week. Your wish is granted. Yeah. Congratulations, and it costs you nothing <laughs> other than a
1: YouTube subscription because you well, should be subscribed it, on YouTube by now. If you want to become a patron, you get even more content. Anyway, Nick, sure, we have a yeah. big show to get to, so that we have we have told everybody how things are going to be for the next couple of weeks. We'll also put that in the Facebook discussion group in case you missed any of those details. Uh, but, man, we we, we got a lot to talk about in terms of wrestling, not just in terms of what's happening on the show. So let's not waste any more time and head right on over and talk about Monday Night Raw. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! What? What? Oh, yes. It opened with the glass (laughs) shattering and a bigger pop than anybody gets on the current product. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes to the ring in Madison Square Garden to open Raw this week. And uh, I wanted to be cynical, but I I got the goosies. I got the goosebumps. To open the
0: show with the glass uh, shattering in Madison Square Garden I flipped a table and geeked the hell out. Like yeah. I don't care what was said after that because even that was hilarious. But that right there made the week for me. Yep. Uh, just to hear that,
1: yeah. And about. him comes out, poses on the turnbuckles, and drinks the beers. Drinks like a beer because he's got. He's, he's here for. He's here for a mission. He's here on a mission. He's here because no one else seems to be able to get Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman to sign the contract. Certainly not Michael Cole. So he, Stone Cold is here to regulate. And make sure this contract gets signed. And sure enough, he calls out Braun Strowman, who tries to shake his hand, and Stone Cold no sells him. He calls out AJ. Or sorry, he calls out Seth Rollins. They come to the ring. They stand uh, across the table where the contract is, and uh, then Stone Cold shakes both their hands. They both give their their reasons why they're going to win on Sunday. Blah blah blah, and they sign the contract. And right as Stone Cold's about to say, "Hey, great, we got the contract signed. Let's move on." Yeah. Out comes the O.C. <laughs> Out comes the O.C. And A.J. Styles, who's having a lot of fun being a heel these days, by the way, uh, starts running his mouth about how Stone Cold is a, a relic of the past and shouldn't be here anymore. He starts walking down to the ring, at which point the war of words begins. Uh, you've got the entire arena shouting what at A.J., A.J. getting flustered and making them even more excited about saying what. Uh, you have them calling him an <laughs> asshole. And, of course, Stone Cold has to point out to AJ, hey, AJ, I don't know how good your hearing is, but you've got about 18,000 people calling you an asshole. Ooh, poo. Plus poo. saying AJ should have more bass in his voice. So, basically, there's a lot of fun. AJ gets into the ring, runs his mouth. Stone Cold very calmly moves the table out of the way. And we have a big scuffle, which ends up with <laughs> Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins beating up the OC and AJ eating a Stone Cold stunner. Mm. from Mr. Austin himself to end the segment. But one thing they did that was great about this show, Dick, about this Raw show, was things bled into each other. There was long, ongoing stories. AJ ate the stunner and then was recovering in the ring when it was revealed he had a, a U.S. title match against Cedric Alexander, who came out to the ring. And as you would expect, a fantastic like tease of a match before the OC got involved. Uh, there was a DQ and uh they started beating down Cedric Alexander, who was then saved by the Viking Machine War Raiders <laughs> experience uh randomly. Uh, so let's 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 stop at this point because I've been through two segments and there were still two segments to go of this of okay. this kind of ongoing story which, which went through all of Raw. Yep. So we're at this point now. First of all, with the contract signing bit itself, did you feel like it was a little bit too nonchalant, a little too breezy, like everyone was kind of having fun, Stone Cold was smiling a lot like obviously just happy to be there was it too lighthearted and breezy a segment when you want to actually have this feud between Seth and Braun mean something or was it entertaining and it, it d- didn't matter?
0: Um... I'm okay with this for right now. I actually like the snarky, funny thing. Like, no, no, I'm not going to turn on you. I promise. You know, <laughs> turn on you. <laughs> I would never, Seth. You know, just that kind of st- I enjoy that for now. Right. It ain't going to stay that way for long, though. Wait till we get to Sunday, and I think things are going to turn heated really, really quickly uh, between those two. I will be pleasantly surprised... If they end up with some kind of uh, sportsmanlike handshake at the end of that match, whatever the outcome is,
1: yeah, no, um, I, I, we'll discuss. It it's when gonna we get, get the ugly. Pick-ems. We'll yeah. get the Pickhams. We'll discuss what we think's gonna happen here because I think that there's basically two outcomes to the tag match and the main event match with uh, with Seth and Braun, and it just depends on how what they what they want to do with Braun. You know, what yeah. I mean? that's that's how it's gonna. That's how that's how it will play. Totally. Um, I guess the, the other question I had then is, do you feel like, because we discussed this recently, uh, at least on the last show, with, with Jericho winning the AEW belt and uh, people, well, specifically Corbin grousing about how no one complains when Jericho, an older wrestler, gets put over younger wrestlers. And we've been talking about older wrestlers getting over on younger wrestlers. Was this one where you felt like, Stone Cold should have, quote-unquote, put over AJ, or was it okay to still have Stone Cold look like a badass here and AJ still escaped okay?
0: Um, I There was so much commotion going on here, I'm not sure what, if anything, I was upset about because ultimately this culminated in a giant... 10-man tag match that was booked for the main event later yeah, that night. Yeah, which, we'll,
1: which we'll get to in a second, yeah. Yeah, and that, and, and but, I,
0: but I mean, I, I think that is kind of what made me go, okay,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. just go along for the ride with all of this stuff, because it got chaotic. Oh, I mean, it you throw Cedric crazy. in there, you show the, throw the Viking War Machine Raider experience in there, Rudin and Ziggler get involved, I mean, just, it's all over the place. But the payoff was worth it, I think. So okay. I was just like, all right, well, that was what it was. It started as one thing with stone cold and Seth and Braun, and turned into something. That's kind of awesome. All right. Well, let's let's, let's talk about r- that then.
1: Cause yeah. you know, the Viking Raiders came out, helped Cedric and they pretty much, the only reason they had was they had some beef with the OC from back in that tag team turmoil match, Nick, which you, which you loved so well, yeah. which was your favorite match of the year so far. Uh, they had some <laughs> beef with that. So apparently that was their reason to run out and help Cedric. Sure. Um, so that, all right. Um, and this all, as you said, uh, the OC gets chased backstage where they meet up with Gable and Rude who say, hey, uh, you know, it might not be a bad idea to join forces. What do you say? They shake hands and we have all of a sudden arbitrarily a 10-man tag match. Uh, Cedric Alexander, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, and the Viking Raiders versus Rude Ziggler and the OC. Uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was insanity, frankly, if they booked every Raw to be this relatively unpredictable and people like people taking sides and good guys and bad guys all teaming together and then chaos at the end and all of the feuds kind of weaving through them, whether it's AJ and Cedric who now have a US title match at Clash of Champions or whether it's this building feud with the OC and the Viking Raiders or whether it's Seth and Braun and Gable and Rude and everything going on there. I thought it was actually a lot of interesting, different ways to have all of that happen at once, and it would yeah. have been easy to have it just be too much or to not have enough, like detail work that keeps it interesting. But it was all there. It all it all did end up working. Uh, so in that sense, it was great, and it did leave everyone happy because at the end, of course, uh, the good guys won. Cedric actually pinned AJ Styles to a huge ovation. And then as soon as he did, the glass shattered again, and Stone Cold came out, and they all had a beer celebration at the end. And apparently after it went off air, he stunned AJ Styles again. So everyone went home happy from Monday Night Raw. Apparently he
0: got pretty damn hammered uh, that time. <laughs> Not at the opening of the show, but afterwards, yeah, he, he was pretty it. lit up.
1: He yeah. saved it for the end. Well, come on, man. How many times does he get to do this <laughs> anymore? How many more of these does he have in him? That's um, true. That's true. It was it was pretty fun seeing. It, uh, I think it was was it Seth who was bashing the the can against his head, and Braun Strowman yeah. was chugging. Stuff. Oh, it was, it was a lot of fun seeing the seeing the War Raiders. <laughs> I don't think Hansen drinks because he basically just poured the can on his forehead. Um. Anyway, it was Hansen. I'm still calling him Hansen. Sorry, what's he being called now? Uh, Ibar. Ah, uh, God. <laughs> At least it's those so guys bad. aren't squashing jobbers. They're out here getting ovations. You know they have a move set that gets them over. It's just no one cares when they're facing enhancement every week. This was a good positioning for them. I hope they, this is the beginning of something with the Viking Raider machine experience war, whatever. Um, the only question I have after this is we've got three championship matches wrapped up in this feud. The, the raw tag team championships with Seth and and Braun versus Gable and Gable and rude (laughs) versus Ziggler and rude. Uh, and then we've got AJ versus Cedric. Um, and, of course, AJ versus oh, – sorry, Seth versus Braun. There's just so much going on. Brr. Rudolph. Uh, hashtag bro, 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 Rudolph. Rudolph. Is, do you feel – I felt like I, I I was entertained by everything here, but I'm not, like, any more excited for any of those three championship matches, if that makes sense, other than, like, just how exciting they are on paper. Like, AJ, Cedric, I'm excited for on paper but I don't really care about it. Is that how you're feeling about it too? Or is this just kind of like, Hey, it was fun. I don't care. It'll be what it'll be on Sunday.
0: Um, It was fun. I don't care. It'll be what it'll be on Sunday. Uh, Yeah. Uh, That's kind of my sentiment as well. I think there is a chance that they take that belt off of AJ and give one to uh, Cedric. Finally, that'll be interesting to see. Um, I think the, the tag match is probably the least. And I love tag wrestling, but the fact of what they did with the tag team turmoil thing, uh, <laughs>
1: still hurts, doesn't it, Nick?
0: Oh God, it's especially the teams that they went through to get there in the position they're in now. I was, it just it makes it hurt tenfold, right? Uh, but yeah, that's I'm interested to see if they're willing to commit to Braun. I think that's the thing I'm the most interested to see mm. if they're going to give him an opportunity here because Seth will be fine. I don't know that Braun can survive another thing. Uh, another defeat because what's turn he
1: or whatever that. Yeah, exactly.
0: So he needs something. He yeah. needs to do something here. But they got to figure, figure something takeaway. out
1: with him. Yeah. He's, he's he's to me he's almost starting to feel like mid nineties, psycho slash Sid Justice, where yeah. he's a Tro- big guy,
0: trope-y.
1: with 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 like you know, Sid had a lot more limitations. I think Braun might be better on certain things than Sid was, and vice versa but I, I also feel like they don't really know what to do with him. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of worried he's going to go this. Well, at least he doesn't have a softball addiction like Sid did. Um, there's something I put True. at the end of our, uh, our Running at Raw segment here in the notes, and I'm actually going to go to it now because I think it's more relevant here than it would be at the end of the notes. Okay. And that is that Bray Wyatt had a Firefly Funhouse segment at, uh, in the middle of this show where he... Uh, obviously to, to try to sum up a Firefly Funhouse segment is nearly impossible because there's just so much minutiae and so many details, and it's all in the delivery, really. But this one, some of the more relevant things were the fact that uh, he was he was doing stuff kind of aimed directly at Stone Cold Steve Austin, and all the puppets were freaking out The Stone Cold was there saying, oh, Stranger Danger, we have to be worried about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, at one point, I guess, Abby the Witch's clock said 316, so Bray Wyatt hit it with a hammer until it said 1119, which I still have yet to see anyone have a good theory about what the hell that means.
0: Uh, there was somebody that posted that it was his actual first ever match was on uh, the Undertaker it was November nineteenth, and it was actually at a non—it was at a house show of some sort. Huh. So allegedly, it's to do with the Undertaker.
1: Uh hmm Bray Wyatt does need his win back there. Um, That being said, you know, there was a lot of people who suspected that Wyatt might come out and mandible claw Austin at some point. Um, and for everyone who was worried about, you know, old guys, not putting over new talent, Bray Wyatt has been the guy getting that rub a lot in the last few weeks, old guys, putting him over. Um, and Lord knows if he came out and mandible clawed Austin, that would be kind of, I mean, that's, that's the golden peacock right there of getting put over, you know, Austin doesn't put over anybody. Which honestly, that's one of the reasons he still gets these huge pops. Is he's still Stone Cold Steve Austin? He's he's retained his mystique, and frankly, I think at this point it's almost an honor to eat a Stone Cold Stunner, which is why I'm not even worried about him quote unquote putting over AJ or not. Um, So I'm curious. He also called out Seth and Braun and said, "I'll see you in hell," uh, which is a reference (laughs) to the fact that we're kind of building towards what might be Bray Wyatt the fiend in hell in a cell at hell in a cell with either Seth or Braun or both, possibly for the Universal Championship Um, and whatever they have planned there. Who knows? That could be a hundred different things. Uh, What did you interpret out of this Firefly Firefly Funhouse? Not only what Wyatt's going for here, but what the company's going for with the main event feud, with Austin, with possibly Undertaker, and with Wyatt himself, with, with the character here.
0: Um, I walked away with not knowing uh, I don't <laughs> okay. I walked away going oh no as much as we say keep it in their pants they're not keeping it in their pants they're gonna no. put him in a title match that quickly no uh, I just uh, please don't do that please don't put him in uh, in direct contention for the universal title right away like let him have a feud or two you know let him continue to kill legends you know you're gonna run out of them at some point but you can keep it going for quite a quite a while, so I, I don't want I don't want to see him anywhere near the WWE Championship or the Universal Title
1: anytime soon. Intercontinental, uh, sure. Well, you're gonna get it apparently, because that's it seems to be the trajectory. Like he has challenged them at Hell in a Cell, and both it's one of those guys is gonna have the belt. So, yeah, I don't want it. Do not want. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I certainly think that it would be. Uh, a change of pace we like we said last week I, you know I, I ran it down for you there is a way there's a world in which the fiend having the universal belt could be entertaining and it could work yeah um
0: he has, I, to, I, win. I, he has he to win
1: but he needs to have a mat more he than one match win. where he wins uh unless you make him the new monster the new brock lesnar and there's a reason for him not being on tv every week sure so okay yeah, I, I I could see a world where it works, but I'm I'm very much on pins and needles because this is something where they're you know they're about to have the most competition that they've had in fifteen years, and you know if they want to make bold decisions, this is a way to do it. You got Paul Heyman uh, dipping his fingers in everything over on on at least Raw, um, and. This is definitely something where if you just kind of take the reins off of Paul and let him work with The Fiend and that character and your roster in general, you could actually have something very special. So I'm I'm excited what the, again, and out of the box. And really, more than anything, more than anything right now, whether it's character development, whether it's you know consistent plot lines, more than anything what WWE needs right now is to go outside of the box. Give yep. us programming that makes us every week want to watch... Next week that wants us makes we want to rewatch that segment, tell our friends about it, make it must see t v make it must see youtube, whatever it is keep get get creative, get surprising, that's what they need more than anything right now because otherwise raw just it becomes a chore to watch every week um which we can agree on next thing we've done it every week for the last however many years
0: De- uh, decades, yeah, decades
1: the okay so. Moving on from that major storyline arc that's going on across Raw to the other major storyline arc that took up... Actually, they had a whole half an hour for this segment and props to them for for doing so. We had a tag match between the four horsewomen of NXT, Charlotte and Becky, teaming up against Sasha and Bailey, in Madison Square Garden. The match went 18 minutes. They gave them tons of time to work and it was fantastic. Um,
0: Preceded by a 10-minute video package... A la Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Rowan for the last month or
1: two. Yeah, but, but I, and this one we hadn't seen every week, so it was nice to actually yeah. get that little recap. Plus, we had, you know, uh, Sasha and Bailey giving their thoughts backstage, and Charlotte and Becky staring at each other with hatred. Uh, so this was this all built very well, and then we had a great match. My question is, should they have given this away on TV? I mean, no. a four horsewoman Fatal Four Way—that's potentially a WrestleMania main event. Agreed. And it uh, could get
0: to that. I think that might be what this is. We're we're witnessing the beginnings of what that could look like in six eight months. Yep, possibly.
1: Uh, and maybe this was just a, t- a test to see how the audience would react to it. Very well. Um, it was very well received, I believe. So after this, I guess the only other question I have is, you know, and and uh, now it was an interesting finish. Uh, cons- all things considered, considering that this coming weekend we have Becky versus Sasha and Charlotte versus Bailey. Uh, We did have Bailey eat the pin from Charlotte. Uh, Yeah, she had a natural selection and then uh, ate the pin from Charlotte. How do you feel where we're at now with each of these women's characters? With with Bailey kind of turning heel, but mostly just because she's loyal to Sasha, Uh, Sasha being a full-on just evil heel, Charlotte being a cocky tweener at this point, and Becky just being Becky badass. How do you like where all these women are positioned right now? Is there anyone well, you'd like to see tweaked? Uh,
0: yes. Uh, okay. The the funny thing is, is that the least interesting one to me right now is Becky Lynch. That's hard to say considering where the trajectory oh, really? we watched her on for since last SummerSlam, um, and, and it's it's. Charlotte is in a really good place right now. I like her character. You mentioned tweener. I think she is going to go back and forth like that. Uh, She's just going to – she's been heel for some time now, but she's out here facing the heels in Bailey and Sasha Banks. So now she's flipping back again and teaming with Becky. Yeah, the whole Sasha and Bailey thing that's going on right now, I I love. I wish it was against each other, but the tag thing is it's Okay. Mm. Charlotte, I kind of dig it. Becky is kind of just
1: Becky Becky, Becky, yeah, I agree in some sense, but also, I feel like she's found she's gliding. She's, you know, just just at a certain level with this character. She's getting the sports center commercials, and she's kind of she doesn't need to really be tweaked right now. I don't think too much. They've established she's Becky. She's a badass. she just wants to fight people. Boom, I want the man back <laughs> I, 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 the missed, man. I, I missed I miss the man. Do you feel like she's not right now? She's definitely got the attitude still, I think. She's always had that,
0: though. She's kind no. of always had that that little, you know, fire. The last kicker. You know, she's always had that kind of element to yeah, her. But, but it was, it's just... It was... It's toned down on me. I, I'm not as interested as I was circa Nia Jax punching her in the face Survivor Series last fall, coming out of that hot with Ronda mm. Rousey. All that stuff that went on. I was... She was king of the planet, as far as I was concerned, coming out of that. And then what happened earlier this year. But, uh, you know, she's the least interesting of the four of them to me right now. Yeah. Can
1: I, is it is it because her feud with Lacey after WrestleMania just was such a non-starter and just not very interesting that that's really where she started cooling off? Because that's kind of where I think it was. That's where I've been postulating. It's been for the last few weeks. You said it started way earlier in the year. Um, but... I think the Lacey thing really cooled her off because no, it didn't really bring out any new aspects to the Becky character. I think this feud with Sasha Banks potentially could bring out some interesting aspects of the, of the Becky character. I agree. Right, right now, it's being a little bit overshadowed by Charlotte Bailey, fascinatingly enough, uh, because Bailey's heel turn is right now the most engaging thing happening because it's so unexpected. And it's, we're like, okay, well, what are we going to get out of Bailey? But I think once that settles, we might actually see a side of Becky with Sasha that could help. To help I her agree. regain a little bit of that m- 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 momentum.
0: I agree with that completely. I'm anxious to see what their match is like. I think it's going to tear the house down. I hope I, it does. I I also think it might be a schmaz finish. So
1: we'll see. I think there's going uh, to be a lot of schmaz. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of schmaz this weekend. <laughs> yes. Nick, uh, speaking of schmas. Let's talk about the uh, king of the Ring. I'll be schmozing
0: on a white sandy beach. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to rub you it Go schmoz
1: yourself, man. I'm so looking forward to that. God by the
0: way. I, I need it so bad. Uh, all right. So next up, uh, we had the semis. We were yeah. promised last week a triple threat match between Ricochet, Baron Corbin, and Samoa Joe. And boy, did we get one.
1: Oh, yeah. It was a fantastic match. Oh. And it ended just as I had predicted. Just as I predicted, as promised with Ricochet going up on top for that 6.30 on Samoa Joe, crashing down, going for the pin, and then being pulled out of the ring, tossed over the barricade by Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin sneaks in. One, two, three. Baron Corbin is going on to the finals of King of the Ring. Son of a bitch. Son Uh, of a a bald bastard. Son of a bitch. Uh, I've I've told you, it's going to be King Corbin. Uh, And honestly, the response he was getting from Madison Square Garden Kind of backs up that concept, because, you know he's gone from just getting this go away heat to getting just genuine heat. Like people hate him. And this finish was perfect for that. Like people were so mad at him for screwing over ricochet, screwing over Samoa Joe like this. Uh, I, I think it helps. He's not in the stupid button up shirt and vest anymore, and now he's wearing a black tank top. It helps it yeah. makes him look a little bit more serious. Uh, just little things, little tweaks, but yeah, I, I'm actually surprised at how people are kind of, and, and listeners, please let us know on the Facebook discussion group or on discord, what you think, have they turned the corner on Baron Corbin and is Baron Corbin finally going to reach his potential as like a true top hated heel and not go away heat heel, but like a true heel.
0: Is I'm saving the, my commentary for when right we now. talk to uh, talk about what happened on SmackDown, and then I'll address what I want to say about Baron oh, Corbin. Oh,
1: okay. Um, right.
0: Speaking of Lacey Evans a minute ago, uh, she had she had a match with Natalya. Uh, I'd almost rather watch paint dry.
1: <laughs> it, you know, I like how nasty their feud has gotten, to, to pardon the pun, but uh, yeah, aside from that, I really... <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to care about either of these ladies the way they've been positioned. They're uh, not
0: giving Lacey the time and the ability to do a lot of the stuff she did in NXT, and I'm very upset about that. I'm disappointed in it. Um, I, I just feel like she had a much bigger opportunity in NXT and has been kind of turned into an object.
1: Imagine that, Wait, Vince. Vince objectified a woman? No. Nick, say it isn't so. My God. I, you know, and, and it's unfortunately true. She is still a little bit green to be in that main roster. I feel like she's going to go in the way of... Basically, she's going to become the new Dana Brooke just with a better gimmick. Yeah. Or a more consistent gimmick. Although, I will say this. If you've been watching main event, Dana Brooke and uh, Sarah Logan have had a great series of one-on-one matches over the last few weeks. Just throwing that out there. Uh, but yeah, this was just... It just was there. Um, one match that was not just there was Ray Mysterio versus Grand Metalik. They gave him about 10 minutes to work, which is 10 minutes too short for me because I would love to see these guys really go, but it was nice to see a, a match with two wrestlers of this caliber being booked at Madison Square Garden. I truly feel like this was Ray saying, I want to work with these guys uh, on my redemption tour. Um, and Metalik is one of the most underutilized guys in WWE. I mean... totally. Possibly more than Cesaro, possibly more than uh, Chad Gable. Like he is just massively underutilized. He's incredible. I'm hoping when when what happens with 205 Live actually finally happens, we get to see a lot more of Grand League. There was a reason he was the runner up on the first Cruiserweight Championship uh, Classic. Excuse me, but uh, yeah. So this was a, this was a fantastic match. Ray picked up the win here. He's on his redemption tour. I'm I'm curious to see where this goes. If he eventually like works his way back to Andrade or where he goes with this. Uh I, I know where your what your booking suggests, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh uh. Uh-huh, uh uh-huh. Patrons, mm-hmm. if you listen to if you listen to Nick Book the Year, you know where Nick thinks this is going. <laughs> Shudder.
0: It's gonna happen, folks.
1: It's not gonna happen. Inez Cantor from the uh, New York Knicks was the 24-7 champion. He won it on main event and then lost it again to our truth, right in the middle of the ring, in the middle of Raw. Really all the, all there is to say about that. Still fun that they're having the twenty 24th championship going to anybody. Uh, Roman Reigns came out with a bunch of the Connors Cure kids. I thought his speech about, uh, about having cancer was prob- – like, we've seen a lot of these where the superstars come out and they bring out a bunch of kids uh, that they're sponsoring and they have a happy little moment. It, it, it felt a little bit more intense with Roman talking about it. How did, how did this segment feel to you, Nick?
0: Uh, he grounded it. A lot of times it's yeah. um, it's it's drama and hyperbole, but he humanized and, and grounded it. Uh, knowing what we know of him going through it uh, end of last year and earlier this year, um, it it's one of the first times that I kind of went. It's not just Stephanie McMahon or someone else trotting out and going, here's all these cancer kids we helped. There was someone there that truly connected and understood what these kids are going through. And coming out and telling the story, reminding us of what he all what he went through uh, a mere few months ago. Yeah, and and is now out here wrestling every single week again. And you know, I as much as we on this show even have really taken Roman Reigns to task many many times. You gotta give Joe Anoa'i the the man props uh, for what he does and, and those sorts of things. I loved his speech. I thought he grounded it and humanized it. It was great. This was the first time I didn't really roll my eyes at a WWE uh,
1: cancer philanthropy spot. I have to agree. Like I, I actually, I have to admit, I didn't watch it the first time I watched Raw. I rewatched it again just to give it its due, and I, I feel bad for having skipped it the first time. Yeah, uh, because it, it was one of their better ones. Some, yeah, some of these are just they're they're painful to watch. This one. Was for a different reason, and I think the reason that intended. So, good okay. on them. Uh, but Nick, that's that was a it was a pr- pretty damn entertaining Raw this week. I gotta say. Um, and their their ratings were down because they were going against Monday Night Football, which is not surprising. Two
0: games. Two. We're back into that time Oof. of year, guys. Uh, uh, don't yes. pay too much too much credence to the Monday Raw numbers because we're. I think this weekend as well, we're going to have two Monday Night Football games.
1: Two two games. One of them was an absolute, was a fantastic match. Uh, Saints pulling it out. That was a great, that was a great, great game. Yep. But nothing was as good as the second game. The Raiders just stomping the Broncos. You know where my loyalties lie, and that was a AFC
0: nice, West for life. I yeah. hear you, man. I nice beginning
1: you. to the season. <laughs> Sorry, people from uh, from Denver, but. Uh, this is not your year, baby. This is not Very your year. sorry for,
0: for people from Miami. You you mm. kind of got a shellacking.
1: Oh. But this isn't a show about football, Nick. This is, nope. a, this is a show about wrestling. And to talk about some more wrestling, we have to head over and talk about SmackDown Live. Well, over on SmackDown Live, not Raiders, to be outdone. Sorry, sorry, what? Oh, yes, wrestling, sorry. God. Okay, okay.
0: Not to be outdone by the glass shatter, SmackDown Live opens with the gong. Yep. And again, Nick stood up and marked the hell out because (laughs) in one week, we opened the two major shows with the glass shatter and the gong, and I thought it was 1998 again.
1: I'm so happy to hear, Nick, that after three abysmal Saudi Arabia shows for The Undertaker, after a horrible tag match, after a Goldberg match that might have been one of the worst stinkers the last 10 years, you still have the ability to mark out for the undertaker that makes I me do. so happy still get the goosies every time oh oh i have to i have to say after stone cold glass shatter on monday to hear the gong atop of smackdown i might have rolled my eyes a little bit like oh, of course <laughs> wwe it's bring out the old guys week we're trying to get all the lapsed fans back to fight AEW, but okay yeah. all right okay yeah. uh but yeah all right this was fun their madison square garden undertaker came out and even he like stone cold he went off on a tangent when he came out on Monday Night Raw, hey, I know we're supposed to be here signing contracts, but instead it's the old Stone Cold got to talk about the time Madison Square Garden Undertaker knocked his ass out. You're looking at the lights and didn't know where he was. Earl Hebner said, "You in the garden, son." Undertaker comes out, does almost the same thing, only Undertaker style. Yeah. Where he base he pontificates about all the souls I've taken Madison Square Garden. Best. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, honestly, this mm, huh. the best. I didn't part like about what this, happened next, though. The best part about this Undertaker opening, the best part about this, wasn't the Undertaker out there talking about how all the times I've had it here at Madison Square Garden have been great over the years. It was all of a sudden in the middle. He said, "Now it is time for a new generation of superstar," and he's cut off by Sami Zayn's music. And you could feel everyone in the arena just go, "Oh God, oh God, no, oh God!" Oh By God, that time, why? I had
0: set my table back upright again, just in time to <laughs> flip it it's back over flip- again. <laughs> now, for fuck's sake, really? Come on!
1: <laughs> and of course, uh, Sammy if you're having up, an
0: undertaker moment opening a major show, no. and Sammy Zane's. Uh, okay, perfect. Actually this, turn, actually, this turned out all right, though.
1: But Sa- it, it did. Of course, it did. Of course, it did. Sammy. Uh, Sammy did give us a little bit of hint about this on, on social media where Undertaker came out at, uh, at NFL game day or college game day, excuse me. Uh, they came at the whole entrance and everything. And uh, he came out and Sammy tweeted about how someone should shut Undertaker up for good. This is based on that. He came out and said, Taker, it's time for you to go. Just put down your mic, old man, and leave the ring. And Undertaker gave him the mic and looked like he was about to leave. And as Sammy was kind of starting to feel himself in the ring, yeah, old Sammy Zane, Mm, got rid of the Undertaker. Undertaker kind of looked back and went, nah. Got back in, choke slammed the hell out of him, and walked away to a a rousing chorus of cheers. Uh, Nothing segment, fun little thing, just a way to get the crowd ready for the show. I didn't really rate it at all. But again, old guy burying a new guy. Is this okay? Or was this, this is the point, is to get the crowd hype, and it's not really a big deal. Sammy's not, it's not going to hurt Sammy kind of thing.
0: It's not going to hurt Sammy kind of thing.
1: No. I
0: mean. It's, it's, the, it's the Undertaker. You're, you're, you're going to take take one from the Undertaker.
1: Probably knock the wind out of him, but uh, at yeah. the same time, yeah. It's, it's Sammy Zane. He's there to be a mouth and just get beat up, basically. Great he's, job he's, selling
0: the uh, the choke slam, too, by the way, yeah. Sammy. He's Fantastic. Jimmy
1: Hart, who can take bumps. Great. Perfect. Well this, is, this is his role. Yep. So, totally. Uh, we also had... Uh, so, Nick, here, uh, here we go. Uh, heart attack of the week goes to the announcement that Elias had messed up his ankle. By the way, it's a legit injury. He legit messed up his ankle and was unable to compete in the King of the Ring tournament. And his replacement against Chad Gable was Shane McMahon. And everyone who had speculated since the beginning that Shane was going to sneak in and take the whole thing and be even more obnoxiously king of the ring and quote best in the world. Immediately, the the cold chills ran through their veins. Nick, where where were you? How how did you feel when you when you found out that Shane was going to be in this match?
0: Sitting on the couch, having a tasty <laughs> beverage. Kevin Owens was having a great conversation. Uh, or sorry, that was later. Chad Gable came in. Short jokes continue. Of course. Uh, and he commences to say that he's right here, steps out of frame, comes back in, best in the world.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: I just I, I just go – I'm, I'm almost numb to it at this point. Like, I, I, I had zero reaction. And that's scarier <laughs> oh, to Jesus. me than being mad about it. Right. That's creative. We know you guys are listening, so, I mean, just be aware. There are people that you're still kind of poking the bear with putting Shane in all of this stuff. But I'm now just deadpan to it. I'm completely numb to the Shane stuff. It does it evokes no emotion anymore. I'm over it.
1: I'm because gone. unfortunately, that's kind of how I felt about the Undertaker segment opening up this whole thing. Like I know it. It probably made everyone excited. It made you excited that he came out. I just kind of went, eh. Choke Sammy. I'm like, okay, cool. That was a thing. I know why you're doing it. Um, it, you know, it. You're just. You're here to try to make the crowd happy, but. It's not helping anybody. It might help your show, but it's, I don't really care. That was how you felt about this Shane thing was you've, you have ruined me. I don't care and anymore. It has been
0: coming for some time. Like I've not been quiet about my disdain for the Shane McMahon stuff. Right. My disdain for Shane. Uh, but now I'm at a point where it's just like I, I don't care. And that's the worst possible reaction you could get out of someone that's a lifelong WWF, WWE fan. Right. Congratulations! You've you've accomplished something I thought would not be possible. I thought John Cena might get me there at one point, but now this is um. So basically, you've dropped. You the... You can't sho- see you've, me.
1: You've dropped the soap in the jail shower sh- shower one too many times, and it, you just know it's gonna. It's, you just yeah. don't care. It's just, just gonna just, happen. Just get fine. it over with. Get off my screen just get, and <laughs> just get it you over know. with. Yeah, that's where Nick's at. There's nothing at, I can do about it. He's at jail shower point with a uh, King yeah. of the Ring. And Shane McMahon. Just but luckily, give me a cigarette afterwards, you know, at least. Luckily for you, Nick, this didn't go down the way everyone was worried about. Although, man, they really worked you up for it. Uh, Shane even got Kevin Owens, who he still has a $100,000 fine, supposedly, that he's levied against him. Kevin Owens is still beaten down and saying, ah, can you please like get this fine off of me? You know, release this fine so I don't have to pay it. And Shane said, okay, just do a job for me. You can be my ref for my match against Chad Gable. Uh, Kevin Owens reluctantly agreed and was obviously having a moral quandary the entire show. And uh, when the match actually happened, he fast-counted Shane down right at the top. Shane got pissed, said it's a two-out-of-three falls match, and said to Kevin Owens, you better do it right this time. And sure enough, Kevin Owens was basically on Shane's side the rest of the match. He was slow-counting Chad Gable. Uh, he gave Shane every opportunity to win. Shane still couldn't win, and Chad tapped him out, tapped him out in a uh, an ankle lock, uh, and got a huge ovation. And ran away, and then Shane beat up Kevin Owens at, uh, to end the show and screamed at him that you're fired. So he fired Kevin Owens. Uh, so all right, Chad Gable goes on in King of the Ring. Let's talk about that in a second. Right now, let's talk about Kevin Owens as the supposed anti-authority babyface. Is this how you book an anti-authority babyface to, to look like he's just getting flummoxed by the authority?
0: He looked like a whipped dog uh, in this. Once he made it a two out of three falls match, he just he looked like an absolute beaten dog. And I might have missed something where like Kevin fast counted for Chad to to win or something like that. Uh, but then Shane must have said something to him to you know. Something where he was going to get fired if he didn't call it in Shane's favor. And so he started, he flipped and started fast counting for Shane during all those, uh, uh, yeah, he, he, he became on
1: Shane's side, but then Shane still couldn't win and he right. tapped out and they automatically rang the bell.
0: And then screams in a very Vince, growly, gravelly voice, you're fired. And I just went, oh no,
1: what? I thought he was trying for Vince. He did not even, didn't even come close. No. But. Doesn't matter. I the point is no, but I Nick again. But, but again, point. I know you don't care about this, but but try. It's a show. We're trying to. You have to care, man. I feel bad for Kevin
0: care. Owens. You were asking for about Kevin. I feel bad for Kevin Owens. Here
1: no, I'm saying do you feel. But do you feel bad for how his character is being booked. This isn't yes. how you should book
0: all of it. All of it. He came back strong as that kind of yeah. You know, wanton dad. Every every dad kind of thing. And we were very excited about that. Okay, cool. What, Kevin? Then the heel turn on the new day. Oh my God. Okay, yes, this it made sense. What we in the hell time. are we doing now?
1: <laughs> well, the, my problem with this is, is that you brought him back strong as being the the stunner giving, uh, you know, anti-authority figure, and then now all of a sudden he gets a hundred thousand dollar fine, and he's a whipped dog, and he's beaten, and now he's fired. The only way out of this now, but here's the problem. The way out of this is to have him finally break and lose it and just go off on Shane McMahon and, and you know, beat him up whenever he can because he's, now there's no rules um, and have him get back over that way. But the problem was he was already there and then you pulled him back and now you're going to let him do it again when people now feel like he's a wimp because he just laid down for Shane McMahon basically. So you've kind of already undercut his character here. You know, why did he take as much as he took from Shane before he broke when he was already this badass guy before it? It's actually, it's, unfortunately, it's about as botched a storyline, frankly, as Daniel Bryan Rowan and Roman Reigns, which is, a, a, you know, at this point, a pretty legendarily botched storyline. It's, it's god awful. But this, I don't understand what they're doing with Kevin Owens here. I, I, they, I might understand where they're going with it but they should have thought about that before they had him come back so strong in the first place. I guess is what I'm saying.
0: I don't know what to do with Kevin anymore at this point. Same. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm a little bit disenfranchised creative. I'm, I, I'm I don't know. Worried. I'm, I'm worried. Hopefully they
1: have something yeah. in the pipe. Yeah. Uh, Chad Gable going to face Baron Corbin. Nick, you said you had something to say about Corbin and Gable, uh, which, by the way, will not be a Clash of Champions anymore. That match is now scheduled for next week on Raw, which I think is the right decision. It would have gotten lost. In everything else on Clash of Champions at this point, I think having it be a major featured uh, spot on Raw is a better idea. Give it more time, give it more of a presentation, have it be a big segment. I think that's a smarter idea. But yeah, uh, give what it do time you,
0: for the give it time for the speech after the match, all exactly. of the theatrics that come along with King of the Ring. I agree, taking let, it off of Clash of Champions was the right thing to do.
1: Let Corbin give his three sixteen speech, which will get him over for all time.
0: Hey, hang on. Hang oh, on, sorry you're, sorry. you're already you're already dis- Of course, Corbin's gonna win it. There's no way they're putting <laughs> King of the Ring on Chad Gable. I actually thought for a minute there they might sneak one over on Corbin and give it to Joe and let Joe move forward. Um, because I mean it was it was down to those two. And you my haven't mind, noticed that but... Joe's
1: been gaining weight?
0: No, I've been yeah. noticed that he hasn't he's, been winning anything lately.
1: He's been he's been gaining weight. He's been stuffing himself on eating so many pins.
0: Oh, well said. Well said. It's gross. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be King Corbin, guys. I like that he's going to do it on Raw. I feel I don't really feel bad for Chad Gable. I don't even know what to think about Chad Gable right now. If I'm being completely honest, I, I just they they haven't done a good job. This they gave him a haircut and a nickname of Shorty, and what? Okay, I'm I'm just supposed to go with it.
1: I don't think they they've officially called him Shorty G yet, but it might be in the works once he loses King of the Ring. Uh, and proves that short guys can't win things. Unless, like, they completely flummox all of us, and Chad Gable does pull it out, and the whole point was to have him against a really tall guy like Corbin and then have it be an anti-bullying thing. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Nah. This is a bizarre finals for me. It's, you know, I, I figured Corbin was going to be in it, but I thought it was going to be against somebody else. But, it, uh, again, maybe there's a plan here with Gable that we can't see. um I think it's smart to have a guy as smarmy and heelish as Corbin go against someone who's, at this point, they've established as just such a you know, sweet, angelic babyface like Chad Gable. You know, he's always kind of wandering around like a puppy these days. Uh, I, I think that's a good matchup for the finals in terms of presentation. I just, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to do with Chad if he loses. I don't know what they're going to do with Chad if he wins, frankly. Yeah. That's
0: that's um, a great point. I wouldn't know what to do with King Chad Gable. What are you going to do with King you, Chad? King Shorty G? Like, what are you going to do with King Shorty? I mean, I it's, mean I, it's not Baron a bad Baron Corbin, to... I can do all kinds of... King Corbin, Baron... I can do everything with. Right.
1: Yep. Right. What are you going to do with King Chad? And uh, That's kind of where I feel about it. Yep. Uh, all right. Moving on. Kofi Kingston came out to say that Madison Square Garden is when he, where he had one of the most iconic nights of his life, where he boom-dropped Randy Orton onto a table off of the uh, off of the second row, second like whether well, the banister, second row. Uh, well, Randy Orton interrupted him again from the crowd, goaded him into coming out there, and uh, they got into a scuffle, and sure enough, Kofi, I'll be damned, boom dropped Randy Orton through a table again., uh, is this feud working, Nick, or is there something missing here? and was this was this just kind of a an- another audience pleasing moment, where you know at this point w- we didn't need it.
0: We didn't need it. Uh, I feel I, I've been a little down on Kofi back. I've been wishy washy on Kofi and his continued championship reign. I feel like um, I feel like that should have been done a long time ago. I feel like they should have really given it on to Randy, given him another title reign. And if they wanted to keep feuding, do it that way. Let them. Go back and forth with it a little bit between now and I don't know, Rumble. But if they're gonna continue to have these guys do the tropiest same thing every single week, you're losing my interest if there's not any outcome. And I think that's the big thing that's missing here is
1: an outcome. Well we didn't have an outcome at the last pay per view. And right. we're gonna need one on Sunday yeah. to keep this going, frankly. They, they, and I'm
0: gonna call Randy again. Oh I'm gonna boy. do it again.
1: Oh boy. I'll say that now. We'll save it. We'll save it for the Pickums, and we'll move on and talk about the fact that Miz beat Andrade Cien Almas clean as a whistle. Yep. Uh, Skull-crushing finale. He beats him clean as a whistle. Um, Are you mad with how they're handling Andrade, or did you feel that this was a way to build up Miz to look strong against Shinsuke? Who was there on commentary, by the way, speaking nothing but Japanese.
0: Which, for the first time ever on the main roster, I was very happy To see and hear Shinsuke Nakamura in the most arrogant, flippant way just speaking in Japanese. Just like, uh, and Corey Luke translating, which was hilarious, by the way.
1: Yeah, pandering to him.
0: That one said, shut up, Saxton. (laughs) But that whole dynamic was fantastic. I, that's, I've said it a million times about Asuka. Scream at me in Japanese. Yeah. I don't really care what it is you have to say. Just look like an absolute monster. Shinsuke looking like that arrogant, egotistical, just, yeah, whatever, I'm the champion. I don't care what anybody has to say. That's exactly what I, I this is the first time I'm happy with where Shinsuke's at.
1: You didn't feel like it was too much obvious, like a foreigner heel kind of thing. I, I got that feeling from it.
0: Sure, but maybe that's what it needs to be because nothing else has worked. <laughs> fair. All right, fair enough. Um, uh, the match itself was all a setup to just get Shinsuke in there and set up the match on Sunday. And,
1: yeah, beat up the Miz and five. Beat up the Miz. Yeah, Put him,
0: but- let Miz get the win and then Shinsuke runs in and beats him up. I, I hope Miz takes it off of him. I'm all in on Miz. I love that he's going to get this record at some point. Yep. I want it sooner.
1: I I, I want it now, Daddy. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh well <laughs> we'll see if you get it on Sunday. We'll talk about pickups in a second. We've got a couple more things on SmackDown first. Ember Moon challenges Bailey. Says, Bailey, what happened to you? You're not the Bailey I used to know. And Bailey says, Well, why don't we settle this in the ring? Or Ember says, Why don't we settle this in the ring? And uh they have a match and Bailey beats Ember clean as a whistle. And uh Charlotte comes out and points at her title and yeah, we have a match on Sunday. Uh great. Ember once again just kind of just there. Thanks for showing up, Ember. Yep. Participation Yay. trophy. At least you're being used, kind of, because they don't really have anybody else they can throw against Bailey right now, because we don't know where Carmella and Naomi are. Uh, they've been gone for a while. Uh, Eric Rowan, who's got new music, much better than the crap he had before. Uh, he came out, cut a promo about how he's a mastermind or some crap. I don't know. I, I, I tuned out pretty quick, because he's not a good promo.
0: He's an intellectual.
1: Yes. Okay. I, pr- I prefer his promos where he just came and stared at people and, and Booker T told him that he was jacked, baby. Uh, he was looking jacked, baby. Roman, Roman Reigns comes out. They have a great scuffle, by the way, fantastic scuffle, um, where they beat the crap out of each other all over the place. And ultimately, Rowan throws a fan at him. He grabs a fan out of the audience and throws a fan at Roman. Like a like a person, not a, not yeah. like a, you know. Not
0: like a, a blowing fan. Not a blowing fan. And I love machine. the commentary. He goes, that is a fan. That <laughs> <Not> is
1: a fan. <laughs> he just threw a fan at him. And he takes him. The scuffle goes up by the uh, King of the Ring throne. And uh, Rowan grabs a jib camera and throws it into Roman. Just the whole thing, boom, takes him out. Brilliant. And uh, then gets taken to the back. I Honestly, like, they've botched this storyline fine. We've got Rowan versus Roman. It's been made no DQ on Sunday. This was a great go home for it. Big, big guys scuffling. This is this is what it should have been. This is th- big, cool, big
0: guys physicality on a go home show before a match on a pay per view. Sold. I we mean, always, that's yeah. exactly what
1: I want. We always talk about how Braun got over this way by having big knockdown, drag out, no DQ matches with Roman, who's who's great at putting guys over and making everyone look good in matches with him. Uh, this could be a good moment for Rowan on Sunday, if they let this match really get out of hand. So, yeah, I was I was not mad at this at all. This is the best thing that's happened in this damn feud ever since Buddy Murphy was a part of it. Yeah, um, Rowan Shirtwatch, tear. Rowan Shirtwatch? Yeah, Rowan Shirtwatch. He went back to tear. Got another tear shirt on. Might have even been the same one. I didn't look closely enough. Uh, and then we had Mandy Rose versus Nikki Cross, building up the women's tag team match. Nikki beat her clean as a whistle. Uh, Mandy started this whole segment, Nick, with Uh, running down how ugly Nikki Cross was and how beautiful Mandy is. Kind of a just uncomfortable bullying segment, and the crowd just went totally silent for it. They were not into it at all. So did I. But I was kind of
0: excited to see Fire and Desire potentially have a match with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the the tag championships. But then this happened, and I was just like, oh, God.
1: But did you notice – Nick though how how into it the crowd was when Nikki came running out of the Alexa came out and was you know talking smack and then Nikki came running out of the back and just barreled into Mandy and started beating the crap out of her before their match and the crowd loved it they ate it up so as much as I, I was kind of sitting there going oh well this is gross while Mandy Rose was talking that that stuff uh and saying those things I, I, I have to admit it worked it, yeah. it worked. It worked on me. It worked on everybody. We all were sitting there going, "Oh, this is just gross. I wish you would stop talking." And then Nikki Cross beat the crap out of her, and we were like, "Yeah, Nikki, yeah." And the the live crowd ate it up. So I can't really argue with success on that.
0: Yeah, it it that part worked for me. So I, I'm not too mad at it, other than yeah, the bullying crap. I'm over, and I don't know yeah. what it is with the women specifically that creative events are on about with all of this bullying stuff. Like we saw going back to Naya and Alexa back and forth both ways. Now we're doing all this stuff all over again. And I just, why the bullying stuff with the girls? Why does it have to be about looks and all of that kind of stuff? Why can't it just be about being a good wrestler?
1: And that's the thing is I don't even know if it's so much that it's bullying or whatever, you know, the common perception is why does it always have to be about talking about people's looks? You don't ever see the guys come out and be like, yeah, I've got better... Well, I guess sometimes you see it, but like it's very rare, and it's usually character-specific when guys say, oh, I've got better abs and so-and-so. But it's not that's not a, that's not a feud starter. I'm better looking than him. Unless their character is that they're a narcissist, which I guess Mandy's character kind of is, um, that's not really a feud that they do with the guys. And Angel Garza. I, uh, Angel Garza. He has not done yes. that yet. <laughs> uh we'll we'll don't worry Nick. We'll get to Garza on his trunks over on NXT in oh, a yeah. second here. Um anyway, so this, yeah, this Mandy Rose Nikki Cross segment it, it it was it was fine, I guess. It started off and was uncomfortable and then it was fine. Uh and then finally heavy machinery squashed a couple of enhancement guys, John Silver and Alex Keaton, the Beaver Boys, former PWG tag team champions from uh, actually I think I think John, uh, one of these guys is currently the CCW champion, I believe. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Like these are these guys are actually like indie dudes. Um,
0: I love the but, reference to family ties that uh, <laughs> uh, commentary made. I believe it was Corey or yeah, Saxton well, one he of the two. it at first yeah. that
1: it was Silver Spoons, I think. Uh, yeah, but uh, Heavy Machinery squashed these dudes. It was just a match. The, uh, here's the thing, though, Nick. As uh, you're a big fan of Heavy Machinery, big time. Are you worried that they're now just being pushed as the fun tag team? They're just here to have fun. Hey everybody, let's have fun with heavy machinery. Oh look, Otis does the Caterpillar. Literally, all he does anymore. Like, is that worrying you? How they're how they're putting these guys out there on main roster?
0: Yes, it tells you that they're not taking them seriously. They're never nope. gonna probably never gonna get a title. Uh, they're gonna be fashion police. You know, yep. another example uh, having them before the match mix up some weird condiments and protein powder and a piece of pizza, and then Otis just takes a big chug of it. You know. Come on, guys. These are. Did you see that? those takedowns by Tucker at the beginning of this match? That dude is a legit wrestler. Oh, yeah. And, like, big-time legit wrestler. Full-body takedowns up over his head down onto their face. I, his ability in the ring is fantastic. I just think Otis being the comedy sidekick might be taking them both down. As much as I love and enjoy me some Otis Dozovich, I'm wondering if it's going to ultimately hamper their ability to be taken seriously in the tag division.
1: When that's all that you let him be. I mean, he's he's also a fantastic yeah. wrestler who sure. can do a lot of stuff other than just a caterpillar. But, all right, it was what it was. A lot of the show was there just to entertain the MSG crowd, whether it was Kofi doing the boom drop, uh, whether it was Nikki coming out and tackling Mandy after a god-awful yeah. promo, uh, whether it was Undertaker choke-slamming Sami Zayn. A lot of this was done... To get the crowd happy, probably because the end of the show was going to be Shane McMahon firing Kevin Owens. So it had to give him some fun things on the road to that. But, Nick, yeah. we are on the road to Clash of Champions, which means we got to give our pickums here because there's still a lot of show to get to listener questions, NXT, so much more. Let's do our pickums for Clash of Champions. Yes. Starting off with what will no doubt be a pre show match the Cruiserweight Championship Drew Gulak versus Humberto Carrillo versus lince dorado uh triple threat for the cruiserweight championship who you got here
0: i'm behind on my 205 live so i'm not sure how they've been booking lince dorado i know they've been booking Carrillo really strong uh lince dorado is actually i mean you were saying some great things about grand metalik earlier versus Rey mysterio of the lucha house party lince dorado is actually my favorite i think he's one of the fantastic uh, one of my favorite lucha wrestlers
1: do you want me to spoil Um, some i'll spoil 205 live to help you make your decision yeah, go for it. Because Carrillo beat uh, Gulak last week. This week, we had a three on three tag match in 205 Live. It was Dorado, uh, Carrillo, and Metallic versus uh, Tony Nese, Davari, and Gulak. And Lindsay Dorado pinned Gulak to, to close the match.
0: Drew Gulak's retaining. Yep.
1: <laughs> My feeling exactly. But
0: look for the one-on-one with Lensey Dorado, maybe as with a qualifier of Carrillo following this. But Drew Gulak is retaining.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think he's the guy who's going to carry it when 205 Live becomes NXT. <gasps> Did I say that? Oh, it's totally happening, kid. Just wait for it. Yep. Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Nick, I uh, want it so
0: bad. I know, I know it's probably not going to happen, but The Miz for his record-tying ninth Intercontinental championship reign
1: Mm -hmm. yeah the miz i would say the miz if they were talking about that record more the fact that they're not talking about it at some point they're going to give it to him because it's just going to piss all over jericho and i think at this point vince is petty enough to want to do that um if miz does get it without any build to like without talking about the record at all uh then that's absolutely what this is about and they're not even going to mention that was a record because they don't want to have to say who held the record before right so the miz does get it here um they're not going to talk about it till he gets number 10 and breaks the record gets one more he's not going they're not gonna say he tied the record they're just gonna say oh he beat the record so it's possible he could win it here then drop it and then get it again in quick succession just to break that record without ever having to mention who he tied
0: yep so my fear what happens with shinsuke after this i don't know but that's he's why I'm- completely irrelevant without that belt
1: Yeah, well, he has Sami Zayn, which might be able to keep him somewhat relevant, but if you're repackaging Shinsuke Nakamura, you got to keep him the champ. I'm saying Nakamura retains here. Uh, That being said, I'm looking down the list, and there's got to be some titles that change hands. This might be one of them, Nick. Uh, Hope for your sake and the Miz's sake, that's the case. AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander for the U.S. Championship. Does Cedric steal this one?
0: I think so. I think so. I think this is one of the ones that change hands. AJ and the OC are gonna be fine Cedric needs a signature win uh, he hasn't had one since he was the won the cruiserweight championship frankly um, so I'm I'm anxious to see this match for what it is title or not I'm anxious to see these two guys yeah, go pay-per-view. at it mm. I had a pay-per-view it you know give them a good 15 20 minutes this is gonna be baller this would, could yeah. be the sleeper match of of the whole show. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll take a flyer on Cedric getting, his, getting a title reign.
1: You give these two 20 minutes, it's six stars in the Tokyo Dome, man. I'm just saying. But I think AJ <laughs> is retaining here. Uh, they're going to keep him strong. Cedric went over on Monday and had a big moment at Madison Square Garden. He's not picking this one up. Uh, going forward, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Fire and Desire. Desire for the Women's Tag Team Championship. What's happening here, sir? Um,
0: I'm, I'm a little scared. Uh, but I think Bliss and Cross retain because I don't think they're going to be the ones. I think the <clears throat> Kabuki Warriors <laughs> are going to be the ones that end up taking these titles off of Bliss and Cross ultimately. Um, if not a intermediary reign again with the Iconics, it ain't going to be Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. Yep. Uh, Bliss and Cross
1: retain. I have to agree completely. Uh, Bailey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Do you think Charlotte picks it off off of Bailey, or are we getting some schmaz, some schmize here?
0: I think both of these next two matches don't finish clean. I think something, something Becky is going to come in and interfere with somebody. <coughs> uh, Sasha is going to come in and interfere with Charlotte. Something's going to happen between these four ladies here. That's going to ultimately stoke this fire of the four horsewomen. Uh, of of NXT uh, is how do we want to call this? Do we want to call the championship? Yeah, gets r- let's, one let's way talk or the about other,
1: re- retaining or not retaining. Does Bailey retain think, the championship? I think Bailey
0: retains the championship, but either the match doesn't finish or she loses or Charlotte loses it by DQ. Right. Um, so Bailey's retaining the SmackDown Women's Championship.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what about Lynch and Banks? Because I agree, uh, I think s- Bailey's retaining as well.
0: Um. I, I don't think you can take it off of Becky right now, so I'm going to say Becky still retains,
1: too. It's funny because there's a big part of me that says you can't take it off of Becky right now. You're about to go uh, onto Fox, um, except that's not the show that's going to Fox. SmackDown is, and that's why it's possible that Charlotte uh, takes it off of Bailey. Um, Yeah, this is, this, is a, this is a tough one for me because I'm, I, I really have to... I'm In storyline, in storyline... You have Bailey retain. You have Sasha get it, and have them look powerful after coming in as heels. Yeah. That's that's what you should do. Going into the fall, into October, and going to TV, you keep your belt on Becky, and you put a belt on Charlotte. Like that's good business. You Roman Reigns the f out of it. Yeah.
0: So absolutely, there is part of me that wants to put it on put the SmackDown Women's Championship on Charlotte for that sole fact. But I want to stay true to myself and true to storyline. And just hope that they do the right thing, uh, but yeah, I, I that the Bailey Charlotte Flair one's a coin flip based on the whims of a 73 year old man and uh, Fox for that matter. So I sh- I could totally see a thing where Charlotte and Becky are carrying both belts onto TV, but yeah, I, I sh-
1: Bailey retains, really Becky
0: retains. Those are my picks.
1: Okay, then I'm I'm going to I'm going to go opposite. I'm well, I'm going to say Bailey retains, but I'm going to say Sasha gets the Raw belt. And it's that's a that tough feels one, backwards. man. I'm, I'm going <laughs> uh, I I've, I have been bitten in the butt before by saying that WWE should do what's what's best for storyline as opposed to what's best for business. <laughs> and they just did all of those promos with Becky being the champ for SportsCenter. But damn it, I don't. I can't believe that Sasha would. Co- well, unless they're going to give it to her at Hell in a Shell. Mm. and a belt has to change hands somewhere. <laughs> ah, screw it. Sasha gets the belt. I'm just going to... I'm not going to... <laughs> it hurts my head, Nick. New Day versus the Revival. New Day versus the Revival. Who gets the belt here? Revival gets the belt or New Day retains?
0: Uh, I think Revival get the championships here.
1: Ooh. Yep. My goodness.
0: I'm calling a lot of changes this this, this show, guys. Uh-huh. Um, I-, I think the Revival... Oh, God. Now you just put the Fox bug in my head again. Sorry, oh, pal. Mighty.
1: Well, but think about uh, it. Okay, think about it this way, Nick. Let me, they're let not going to take it. it
0: off the New Day going on to TV. Going but, into,
1: that, That's that's it. But are, Okay, let me fast forward then. Kobe Kingston versus Randy Orton. You said you thought Randy Orton was taking it. And the Revival and Randy Orton are teamed up right now. Do they put all the gold on Orton? Because Orton, you know, if Fox is like, hey, man, we want uh, someone famous on our show to be the champion like i don't know john cena and wwe's like uh, we don't really have john cena anymore and they're like okay that's cool what about cm punk and wwe's like shh, we don't say that name and they're like um all right well batista sorry guys we don't have him either well who do you have and they go uh randy orton he could be the champ you want him to be the champ and then you might have a, something where you know the revival pick it up over the new day just to have all those have the main roster uh, prophecy come true, like, like Undisputed Era on the main roster. That could happen. Am I screwing up your, your picks here, buddy? I'm,
0: I'm going to stick with my gut, just like I did with the women. Revival takes the SmackDown
1: Live All championships. Right. All right. Then just to be perverse, I'll say New Day retains. Uh, Eric Roman versus Roman Reigns. No DQ match. Who do you have here? Did they give Rowan a win? To put him over? Yeah, I don't is, this know. This is a tough one. This is a tough one, I think.
0: Because I think Roman would be okay, and I think he's in the wrong feud. I I had prophesied throughout the year, throughout the summer, mostly, that Roman Reigns was going to be the one carrying the WWE Championship onto TV uh, come October 4th. That's still not out of the realm of possibility, but it's highly unlikely at this point. So, uh yeah, I'll take a chance. I'm already making a bunch of stupid picks yeah, anyway. <laughs> Why not? Why not go for broke? Eric Rowan over Reigns oh, here because moon. because no DQ and Daniel Bryan interference.
1: That's very possible. That's very possible. That being said, if it was if
0: it was not no DQ, I'd call it right down the line for Roman Reigns.
1: Mm. Sorry, pal, but I'm going with Roman Reigns. <laughs> Yep, sorry that's happening. I'm going uh, Roman. Uh, Did you ever I, think
0: you'd hear that version, that verse of the song? There are always be the new show. ones.
1: I am always down to sing a clash song. Uh Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. What about this one, pal? Randy. Oh, you're out of your mind. Yep. Out of your I mind. Am. I'm out of my damn mind. Oh. Uh, I mean, after Kofi standing tall at the end of this last one, uh I know it's I it, uh, but and I think he got the SummerSlam win. I really do. Uh, I could be totally wrong on that too. I don't know. This is a this is the time of year, man, when WWE just flips me, flips my wig. I have no idea what they're doing in some of these storylines. They could go seven different ways from Sunday. So this And this is one where I'm just like, they could absolutely go either way. Coin flip, I'm going to take Kofi. Just be perverse and just to make it exciting on Sunday. And you won't even know because you'd be on a beach drunk on margaritas. Yes. You son of a bitch. Seth and Braun versus Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler for the Raw Tag Team Championships. What, okay, so let's, the whole main event thing. Seth and Braun. Tag Team Championships, Universal Championship. What is going down with all this?
0: Um... I, I, I think they need I'm not convinced they're going to do this. I'm, I think they need to solidify braun with a title reign. He's got the raw tag championships uh, but I think he I think they're gonna strap him with the universal championship here because there's it makes great storyline between now and mania uh, the, Braun can be the title holder between now and Royal Rumble. Right? He can he can hold it here for the next three months and everything's fine. Seth is fine. But I think I'm torn because I don't see Rude and Ziggler getting the Raw Tag Championships off of them. And it keeps that consternation between the two of them heated because they're still the Raw Tag Championships. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say they retain the Raw Tag Championships, but leading them to a very sportsmanlike Hey, we're happy. We're still Raw Chat. Let's go have a good match, sport. And then Braun somehow beats the shit out of Seth and takes the Universal Championship. Whether it's a turn or not, I don't know. Seth Braun retained Raw Tag Championships, but Braun comes out with the Universal Championship.
1: It's tough because, again, going yeah, into TV, do you keep it on Seth, who's your hottest baby face, or do you put it on Braun and finally make it right with Braun? Have him do something, uh, and also, you know, keep in mind if we do have that Hell in a Cell match, does the Fiend just kill Braun in the cell and take the belt, or does he kill Seth? So that's also an aspect. Is like, what happens in Hell in a Cell? Another this is this is another one where I'm sitting here going. Man, anything could happen here. I think it's more, it's more compelling over the next couple of weeks to have Seth and Braun still be the tag champs, whatever happens in the main event, especially if Braun wins. Yeah. It's way more compelling. If Seth sure. wins, it's still compelling. Um, putting it on Rudin Ziggler, I think there's not real. like it's, You've got to get these belts onto the Viking Raiders or the OC again. And have that feud be the main tag feud. Because Vince only cares about tag feuds if they have belts on him. So give them the belts in that feud. The only way I can see that happening is if at some point the OC comes back and beats Braun and Seth because they're not in communication anymore because of what happens in the main event here. Yeah. Um, That being said, Rude and Ziggler need to do freaking something besides just win a tag team turmoil match. And them coming away with the championships would make sense. If Seth and Braun fall apart in that match and it feeds into the heat in the main event, then that also would make sense. So, again, we're looking at uh, several coins flipping in the air here. But it's it really, they could go so many different ways with this and all of yep. them would be legit and make sense and they could pull it off and they would be satisfying. So, it, this is really tough to try to call what they're going to do here because, again do they go with business or do they go with storyline? And business would say they would keep the belt on Seth uh, unless they were ready to push Braun as a major babyface. But if he beats Seth, is he still a babyface or does Seth take his beating like a man or try to? And then we have, going forward, we have some fish, uh, some friction in the uh, tag team that they have. Ugh. That's where this I'm
0: is, at. I, I, I think Braun takes it, and they retain the tag, so they still have yeah. to be a tag team. Just that so ultimately that I'm not, is their demise.
1: Just so that I'm not absolutely sweating bullets, because I'll be at work by this point, I think, in the show. <laughs> I don't want to have the same thing happen <laughs> that happened at SummerSlam, where I was barely able to serve people drinks, because I was sitting there on my phone like, who won? Was it Brock? Did Seth get it? I- I- I'm just going to pick the same as you. Seth and Braun retain the tag team titles. <laughs> Braun gets the major title i don't i think i honestly in my heart i think seth is going to retain here but i'll take Braun just so i'm not stressing about it because i'm a wimp
0: my heart says Braun. my head says seth but i'm going with my heart <laughs> exactly. i'm ignoring the i mean i'm trying to ignore the fox <sighs> stuff uh and letting that influence my decisions here on my picks because i want to stay true to what i believe should really happen you know what that's i'm when, gonna be a man I'm, doing
1: it. I'm gonna act like a man yeah I'm, be, I'm gonna pick seth i'm gonna say seth's gonna Win, so he's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna retain. No, all right. Oh. You just said it. All right, I'm gonna go totally <laughs> mark off it. it down. Rude Ziggler, Rude Ziggler. Ziegler what? Seth. Yeah, I'm going all. The, I'm going all in. I'm going all in like AEW, <laughs> baby. Rude Ziggler and Seth. This is this might be my first. This might be your opportunity. Yeah, no, shut up. This might be your first opportunity to give me some Tai Chi merch and start a Tai Chi uh, shrine over here. Oh, oh God, man. why? Oh my uh, goodness, this is gonna be good. Right. This is gonna be a bloodbath. come Sunday at Clash of Champions. Tune in, guys. I'll be there on Discord with you for at least most of it. Nick will not because he'll be somewhere with a bikini-clad girl and a a drink in his hand. Son of a bitch. Nick, there's so much more to talk about. (laughs) Now that I'm all flustered, let's head over and talk about the wide world of wrestling.
0: Woo! NXT started out hot this week with Damian Per... Damien, Damien Priest opened NXT this week. Oh. Yeah. And let, I'm going to fight this little Asian guy named Boa.
1: They've oh. got to let him talk. Yes. You've got to let Damien Priest talk at least a little bit. <laughs> Please, because just because the guy's voice is amazing. But yeah, yes. he had a great little match with Boa. Nice little match with Boa. I, I lied. I that dug it. Nice. What do you think about it?
0: I, I thought it was fine. It was fantastic. I enjoy both of these guys. Uh, it looks like, I mean, he if Damien Priest is pulling the curtain on NXT now, that's a pretty big deal. And uh, we'll see, but I think they got big plans for that boy.
1: Yeah, he's he's done beating enhancement guys. Get him in a major program soon with somebody. I don't know who. Get him in a program. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Speaking of programs, Johnny Gargano came out to give everyone to let everyone know where he was gonna what what his plans were. You know, now that he's he's he didn't get the title off of uh, Adam Cole. What's he gonna do? Is he gonna go to the main roster? What's gonna happen? And he came out there to say he made his decision. Huge ovation. They couldn't shut up for him. Uh, huge ovation. He said, well, I've made my decision. Here's what I'm going to do. I, And then he was interrupted by Shane Thorne, who came out looking like an absolute scumbag in jeans and kicks and no shirt, and interrupted him and said, <laughs> said Johnny, we're sick of you. Just get out of here and stop dragging it out. And Johnny was, oh, yeah. and he started to leave the ring. But then he turned around, he super kicked Shane Thorne. He says, I'm not going anywhere. I believe NXT. And he drew NXT in the air. And he said, for life. And he left and everyone was freaking out. Johnny Gargano sticking around in NXT. Probably Good. Gonna be in a with Shane Thorne. Uh, is this the best thing for both guys? For him to have a feud with Shane here?
0: Uh, it's the best thing for Shane. And it's probably the best thing for Johnny considering his size and stature. Uh, you know, otherwise he ends up... Yeah. Let me say this. I'll put it a different way. It's probably – it's great for him to go in as kind of the top guy in NXT switching over to live next week uh, and f- for the foreseeable future. Uh, Champa's coming back. Let's see what happens there. We haven't heard a lot about that, which means we're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, that's imminent, and I want to see what they end up doing here. Do they team up again? Do they do – are they buddies because yeah, keep, I don't know if we left it well when they uh, when they went out.
1: Keep an eye out for possibly next week, first show of NXT two hours on USA. Bunch of matches they got set. Possible Johnny Gargano Shane Thorne match, uh, and I you know what? I suspect they'll keep Champa's return to to go opposite of AEW's first TV show. They'll probably like have Johnny Johnny and Shane feud for two weeks, and then Champa shows up like right opposite AEW, just, cause, just to be a dick. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, this is, this is great for both guys. I think this is fine. Um, they needed to kind of take Johnny down a peg on the roster for a bit. Yeah. Let other guys be at the top, and he's Johnny. He's, he's, he'll be just fine. Yeah. He kind of is NXT. Speaking of someone else who is now NXT, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn came out to a huge ovation as well, and he had a match against Angel Gaza. Who, yes. as you know, is one of the most dangerous men when it comes to being around your sister, your mother, your grandmother, <laughs> any woman you like, your girlfriend, your wife. Don't let Angel Gaza around them. Yes. Especially once he takes off his pants and reveals his uh, also stuffed trunks. Oh, oh yes. The Gaza dong is strong, man. But he had a match against Pete Dunne. Nice little match. Uh, very conflicting styles, contrasting styles. But uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun, man. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more to say about it than that. It's just both these guys are, I think the future of NXT, their their roster is looking really strong. Yep, going in the TV. Yep uh, Yeah, so we also had another guy from the breakout tournament show up. Cameron Grimes had a match against Raul Mendoza, the like the perma gatekeeper. like everyone says is the gatekeeper. Raul Mendoza is like the ultimate him him. He's been an, an enhancement guy. Like for so long now in NXT, it it beggars belief, and he's so good. It was, so it was good. like
0: the long for the longest time. It was like him and Fabian Eichner uh, were the two guys that you know. He's were the been doing ones it longer than past. Fabian
1: Eichner, even. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. Yeah, he was doing when when Kona Reeves still had his last gimmick. Like he's been doing it forever. <laughs> uh, but and it's dangerous because he's just so damn good and engaging that when a guy like Grimes, who is just a little less flashy, is against him, you're rooting for Mendoza. Uh, and then when Grimes wins, you kind of go, uh, oh. what do yeah. you think about, uh, Cameron Grimes's new gimmick with the, with the silly top hat and the silly vest?
0: Uh, I don't really know what to make of it yet. Is it mad hatter? Is it, I mean, the vest is fine. I don't know what to do with the hat right now. Uh, it's a little silly. I don't know. I mean, if he was going to go for a hat thing, maybe dress up a little more, put something on besides a, a stone cold leather vest. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's,
1: it reminds me of like what a, a guy from like a, uh, uh hipster blues soul rock band wears these days. Like the guys who are obviously making music to try get, to get on a like Captain Morgan commercial. He's, he's wearing like that. Like he looks like the, the bassist for one of those bands. <laughs> I expect him I, to come out and know, like be like, ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. You yeah. know, ugh. I don't know. It's, I'm, not, I'm not into it. No, nope, me either. Uh, Cut it out, Candace- Trevor. <laughs> uh, Candice LeRae went in and uh, got snarky with William Regal, said that uh, she can't believe that Io Shirai is being rewarded for all of her misdeeds by being put in a number one contendership match next week. And Regal says, you know, you're right, Candice. Why don't you be in that match too and tell you what, if Rhea Ripley beats Shayna Baszler later tonight, we'll put her in there too. And Candice says, all right, sweet. Thanks, Regal. And when we had that match, Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler, we didn't really get a whole lot out of this. We just saw that Shayna is definitely stronger Uh, is being booked to be stronger physically than Shayna Baszler. Uh, The first real competition that Shayna's had, that's how they're booking her. Of course, the Horseman came out, got involved, brought in a chair. Rhea Ripley lost her mind and hit Shayna with a chair, got DQ'd, so she will not be in the number one contendership match next week yet. Did that make her look dumb, though, to hit Shayna with a chair and get herself DQ'd when that was on the line? Or Uh, did it it make sense?
0: It kind of makes sense for her character. Like... Gives zero Fs, just doesn't care. I, I'm I'm fine with it, uh, and I don't think I don't want to put her in there yet. We need somebody. Listen, I thought Rhea was going to come in and be like, "Oh my God, it's the chosen one, it's the one that will dethrone the Basler," but they're both heels. So at, at the same time, I'm going. Is she
1: is Rhea a heel or is she a badass face at this point? Because she's a heel in, in NXT UK. I don't know
0: because nobody's telling me that she's changed at all, right? I, I, so I, I, I'm I assuming like she's... she's maintaining her persona from NXT UK where she was facing Tony Storm. But after uh, the loss to Kaylee Ray, I'm going, where's Tony when she's showing up a la to our NXT show in a, uh, next week?
1: No, nah, I think Rhea's a tweener. I think they're going to keep her a tweener. Yeah. But I think she is the chosen one to ultimately beat Shayna, kind of like Walter was with uh, with Pete Dunne yeah. in NXT UK, where you yeah. just see it coming. You're like, There's, this guy's too dominant. You have to have someone come in who's just, you look at them and you go, yeah, that person can beat them. Rhea Ripley's the only person. Yeah. Even though uh, uh, Dakota Kai is coming back soon and she has a long-term existing feud with Shayna, maybe we'll be sor- surprised. Who knows? Uh, next week's show is huge. You have Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane in a street fight. You've got Velveteen Dream versus uh, Roderick Strong for the North American Championship. The Prophecy Might Come True and Undisputed Era goes into TV wearing all the belts and that number one contendership four-way. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff coming up on NXT as they debut on USA. They're coming in strong. Uh, one more little note on NXT before we move on, Nick. There's going to be no takeover. There's no takeover advertised on Royal Rumble weekend. From now on, hmm. it looks like they're not going to have takeovers happen on... Uh, on the weekend of a big WWE show, uh, they're going to have Worlds Collide then
0: Vince got tired of it stealing the thunder from his uh, main roster shows on Sundays?
1: It could be that, or it could be about the fact that they're moving to face AEW, and they might actually run the shows against Mm. AEW's big shows. Gotcha. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, Mm. We will see what their plans are. We also know that uh, there has been very serious talk. Keep your eyes out. It could be announced at any point confirmed rather it's 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 been at this point it's been heavily speculated and rumored but it has not been confirmed yet That 205 live will be canceled and all those guys will be run into nxt that'll just become one big one big uh uh, promotion or brand right there is just nxt 205 live will all just be one thing which i think is the best thing that could happen because this week 205 live i mean we had nxt stars all over the place kushida was Jack Gallagher's surprise partner against Brian Kendrick and Akira Tozawa? Um, if you're not watching 205 live, the Singh brothers are killing it over there. They're hilarious. Mike Canellis is still being cocked by his wife, <laughs> uh, which is the worst, <laughs> the worst. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, we had that three on three match with uh, with Lindsay Dorado pinning Drew Gulak. So um, the also they were they they changed up the commentary team. Dio Madden is stepping in to replace Nigel McGuinness. I don't know if that's going to be reflected. If they are going to cancel Two O Five Live, or if they're just going to make it NXT slash Two O Five Live on USA, and Dio Madden will stay as the announcer, we don't know. But changes afoot in Two O Five Live. Yep. Nick, I know we have a ton of listener questions, but before we get to those, I got to do I got to do New Japan real quick. Uh, we've got destruction in Beppu and destruction in uh, Kagoshima. Uh, Kagoshima, excuse me. This weekend, Sunday is Beppu, which the the main event is Tanahashi versus Zack Saber Jr. in a rematch in Japan for the Rev Pro British heavyweight belt, which is currently Tanahashi. He just took it off of Zack Sabre Jr. recently in England. Uh, I'm very curious to see if he doubles down on Zack Sabre Jr. here or if Zack gets it back. I kind of feel like Zack's going to get it back. Uh, I just don't, I don't know why they gave it to Tanahashi in the first place. I agree. Uh, but um, then we've also on that show got a bunch of tag matches because we're building towards the other big matches that are happening in Destruction, and that is... Jay White versus Naito for the Intercontinental Belt, which is happening on the 22nd in Kobe. And this Monday's match, Ibushi versus Kenta for the uh, Never Openweight Belt, which should be a banger if Kenta's back to form uh, because he did get concussed pretty bad in that match with Ishii. Uh, And then also at the end of the month, we've got Fighting Spirit Unleashed right back here in the old US. They've announced that Lance Archer will be on that tour, Roppongi 3K, and Midnight Express? Yeah. Midnight Express is coming back to New Japan after like 20 years for the fighting spirit I'm, unleashed. I'm tour. not sure um, I
0: even know who Midnight Express is. That's why I was giving you that look. What what is Midnight Express? I'm I'm shocked, Nick.
1: They're um, uh they're a classic, classic.
0: I'm uh, sure I'm cartoon. not alone in not knowing what a 20-year-old uh <laughs> They're all the way back from like the 80s, man. Yeah. No, I just um, I
1: wasn't on New Japan back then. I was Well, they're not from nine. New Japan. They're they're from all over. They're from NWA. They're in uh, I know
0: Rock and Roll Express.
1: No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Midnight Express, man. They're from they're from they're mostly from the 80s. They used to be managed by Jim Cornette. Go look them up. Just okay. go 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 Wikipedia. They're they're a legendary tag team from the 80s. They've still been doing it. They've recently had matches against I believe like LAX and Gorillas of Destiny. Like they've they've been kind of, they're on a little comeback right now but um, yeah I, it's it's strange when you see them now you're kind of like oh god they're they're quite old um, but more power to them man if yeah. they can still go and get booked in new japan and draw then you know more power to them i'm very happy for them but they will be on fighting spirit unleashed so if you're in the US and you you want to see uh, i don't i'm pretty sure cornette will not be coming out with them so don't go expecting to throw fruit at cornette um, but, uh, yeah, Midnight Express. And then, finally, King of Pro Wrestling is their next really big event. That's happening on October 14th. Yes. And that's New Japan for this week. So,
0: Well, guys, there I want to do a quick straw poll in the chat before we get to listener questions. Wednesday nights, are you going to watch AEW or NXT? If you're going to watch AEW, put a 1 in the chat. If you're going to watch NXT, put a 2 in the chat. In the chat. And with that, we'll head over to our listener questions. If you guys want to get in on some of this action, get your questions answered every single week. Head over to patreon.com/slash BWO. Sign up for just that $5 tier or higher uh, to get some bonus episodes. But just the $5 tier is all that's required to get your questions in every single week. It really helps us maintain and produce the show uh, and just show your support for the show. We got a lot of questions this week so strap in folks grab a drink we're gonna get some good commentary right here kicking things off with abraham if you could and were vetted as a as a legit wrestler where would you want to wrestle wwe or aew nxt does not exist it's only those two it's like the old days when the scouts would find you and brought you in also what would your character names be would you go to uh, AEW or WWE, Sir Ian Dangerous?
1: Well, I'm five foot eleven and uh, kind of a cruiserweight, so I would probably go to AEW. <laughs> uh, and as far as a gimmick, I mean, I've already got the name, uh, Sir Ian Dangerous, that would probably stay the same. Uh, and honestly, given my current gimmick on this show, I'd probably do something kind of like, imagine uh, if Orange Cassidy met with the Beer City Bruiser.
0: Hmm. Just smash guys
1: with beer bottles, but you know, keep my glasses on the entire match.
0: I'm not sure what my name would be. I'd have to think about that one. I'm sure I've made a few up over the years that sound utterly ridiculous, uh, especially as a child, as a teenager, uh, with my wrestling buddies. That we, I'm sure, some many of us had. Uh, but I think I would go to WWE. I'm big enough to be uh, in the heavyweight class. Uh, I'm at that 220 mark. So not quite 205 live material, not quite cruiserweight material. But at the same time, uh, I feel like I could be a pretty good promo, if I do say Mm -hmm. so myself. Oh, do you? Yes, I do. So I feel like I I could do a pretty good job. The wrestling bit, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about taking a bump. I don't know that I would ever
1: want to. Uh, this is, it's, for that it matter, was fantasy, it was like, if you were a wrestler, sure. like if you could, if you could take a bump, Nick,
0: oh, I guess he did ask if you could and were yeah. vetted, like if yeah. I was medically cleared to be an in-ring performer, hell yeah, I would do it. And I, I mean, would obviously, do it realistically, you'd have to wear
1: those knee braces like stone cold.
0: I would. Right. Yeah. Terrible <laughs> knees. Played a lot of baseball guys. Right. Terrible knees. <laughs> uh, but it's two surgeries already. But, uh, yeah, I, WWE for me. I don't know if AEW in that that uh, yet. I don't know if AEW is my style, but i definitely lean towards WWE for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a guy who does a lot of dives, so I'd, I'd probably go to AEW.
0: I'll put uh, put a little poll up in the Facebook group of, of some of the names uh, that I've either created or been called in the past, and I'll let you guys vote on it, and that'll be my wrestling name. Fair? Thank you very much, Abraham, for the question. Next up, we got Jacob. As we have recently seen with The Fiend, a wrestler changing their gimmick can bring new life to a wrestler's career, or it can go poorly. What is the best gimmick change, and what is the worst gimmick change? Any promotion.
1: That's mm. easy. That's really easy. Okay. Um, that would be uh, going from Isaac Yankum, DDS, to Kane. Hmm. As far as like going from one, <laughs> one gimmick to another, uh, just off the top of my head, that's the first one that popped up. Uh, there could be other ones. There's probably a billion of these. I'm sure what culture has like a, a couple of top ten lists of these sitting somewhere uh, on their channel. But like off the top of my head, I cannot think of someone who went from a worse gimmick to such a good gimmick. Now, as far as the other way around, uh, going from demolition to the Repo Man, that's you know that's like the worst. But as far as far as going from like a crap gimmick to a great gimmick, that's just the first one that pops in my head. And the more I think about it, I can't think of anyone who had more of a spread between bad and good uh, than that. Prove this me wrong. is
0: going to break your heart, but I think the dude love one was one of my, I didn't like it. You didn't like dude love. I did I love cactus. Jack. I love mankind. Didn't like dude love. Nope. Nope. Oh, my God. Nope. You're... Harass me all you want, but I like what I like, you know?
1: <laughs> Don't listen to him, Mick.
0: I know. I uh, know of your love.
1: I, I know love of your love, love for the, for the Mick. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't
0: think of one that is yeah. a... Sweet the,
1: shin music, baby. Yeah,
0: I can't think of one that's the best gimmick change. I'm trying to think of one... Um, I think for a wrestler's career, it wasn't really a gimmick. Uh, it's more of a turn, but probably you know, Seth turning on the shield, breaking up the shield. It was kind of a thing. He went from a unit and a tag team to an individual
1: heel. It wasn't what? really a gimmick change. But... No... okay. And what about punishment gimmicks? Like Perry Saturn with a mop? I mean, come on, like there, there's so many punishment gimmick changes that you could have gone with,
0: Sure. You know, uh, the, I mean, the Stone Cold turn is one that comes to mind. Uh, I'm thinking of turns, though. I'm not thinking of gimmick changes. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think, think of, of any change. gimmick changes that got better. They usually all get worse.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point of this question, though, is like, which ones got better? Like, you know, there I, are some that, that stun, truly do get better.
0: Esmeralda in the chat, stunning Steve Austin to Stone Cold. That was absolutely Boom. one of the it's best one. ones ever, you know. Or even thanks, the Ringmaster Thanks to his wife at the time for saying "stone cold coffee," you know.
1: Well, yeah, because they wanted him to be Chili McFreeze. That was the names they came up with. Ice Dagger. Oh <laughs> the names God! They came up with. Oh man.
0: Uh, Andy Jessup, the champ, says Hulk to Hollywood Hogan.
1: That was that a was, brilliant one, but that was just like a, that was a character evolution. I don't know if it was, you know. I mean, yeah, it's a gimmick change, but yeah. uh, it's still. Yeah. I, I, we hard. could
0: rattle on about this for hours that's a good one jacob good really question. really good question thank you for again that like
1: i said check out well culture i'm sure they have a couple of top 10 lists of this because sure history is littered littered with gimmick changes that went well or that didn't go so good so mm.
0: uh thank you very much jacob next up brian while I know that this isn't something that would happen anytime in the immediate future, what do you think would be the reaction from Vince and others, i.e., creative wrestlers, stockholders, etc., if NXT started to beat Raw and/or SmackDown in the ratings?
1: Um, I, I'm curious. I don't know. I think if they started to beat another show of theirs on USA, they I, first of all, I think Vince would start to take a lot more control over it. Um, <laughs> Vince will start taking it a lot more seriously but I'll tell you right now if it beats Smackdown on Fox there's going to be a lot of people panicking if you on USA are beating a show at primetime on Friday there will be panic Yep. Uh, and, uh, Fox executives to WWE executives that's going to be nuts
0: there's no um, reason they shouldn't be getting 5 to 10 million viewers on Fox at 8pm on 7pm, 8pm on Friday nights Yep. Like, are you kidding me? Yep. So if that doesn't – I mean, it might take a bit of time. It'll probably be a huge spike and then a slow, gradual level off. But football season on Fox, everybody tunes into this stuff. The fact that it's coming over to Fox that is such a sports-heavy network already – is just going to drive viewership. And there's probably people begging for sports content on a Friday night that's usually pretty stale, especially in October when we get past the series. Keep that in mind. They're going to have the World Series, and then there's going to be nothing except football on Sundays until we get to NASCAR uh, in February, right? That's going to be all WWE all the time outside of football on Sundays. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, but if, yeah, if NXT comes even close, I agree with you. Utter, utter panic. Thank you for the question there, Brian. Uh, next up, Patrick. If you guys were wrestlers, what would your guys' finishing moves be? Were you and Abraham in cahoots
1: this week? Oh, man, it's making us work today. Yeah, if you guys
0: were wrestlers, what would your guys' finishing moves be? Oh, and we have to do together as a tag team.
1: Oh, a tag team finisher? Oh, uh, Okay. Well, the tag team finisher, that was an easy one, Nick. Okay. The tag team finisher would be called the busted wide open. Okay. And it's one where we basically just, we, um, I it could either be like a, a, a wishbone scenario where we both like grab the person's leg and like make them tap out. So you like basically try to rip their groin in half cause are busted, yeah. we're going to bust them wide open Ew. or we just, or we just like just hit them both hit them with beer bottles at the same time and actually bust them wide open. Yes. we in CZW. That would um, make more
0: sense than tearing yeah. them in
1: half at the groin. I just I'm saying, man. It would we're busting them wide open. The torture you know?
0: rack. That's a new version of the torture rack. What are the, <laughs> what drawn was sing- and quartered. <laughs> what would your singles one be, Nick? Um are, so do I come up with one? Do I make one up? Uh I'm I'm a big boy, so I would come up with a big boy move in the sense of some kind of power move. I've always been a fan of power slams. It would probably be something akin to uh, some kind of power slam you know i don't want to say bronze running power slam but something along those lines i I think it's just a pure power move that should put anybody down um I, i i don't know that i would have a submission uh but i think anything more complicated than that uh is is a little bit flighty for me honestly it's
1: actually kind of ironic we're talking about this right now because uh Currently sitting at the side of the room, there. dog Ziggler has just put a finishing move on one of his toys, <laughs> and there's there's toy guts everywhere now. Nice. Oh boy. Yeah. The, the evisceration. <laughs> uh, the, the evisceration by dog Ziggler. Yes. He's going. He's go, Oh man, it's brutality over there. It's a death match over in the corner. Uh, I'm gonna have something to clean up after the show. Uh, as far as my finishing move, I, I'm more of a cruiserweight, like I said, and I've always really been a fan of the uh, the flatliner move. So Ooh. maybe a. Um spinning flatliner. I don't freaking know. Um Yeah. Like like instead of a uh, uh like a Rana flatliner. Okay. That? There you go. Rana Flatliner. There you go, Brian. <laughs> I'm just making things up.
0: <laughs> or Patrick, sorry. That was Patrick's question. Thank you very much, Patrick. That's a fun one. We'll riff on that one more in the group or in Discord uh this weekend. Uh next up, Billy Edge is my all time favorite wrestler. It's a good one. Yes. Uh I still geek out every time Alter Bridge Metalingus comes on my Spotify playlist. I I still just rock out. He recently had a return at SummerSlam, which was quite neat. Most of his yep. career is full of neat and awesome things. Yes. Besides Lita, what are some of the neatest things you all remember about the world's greatest kazoo player?
1: Mm. I mean, I was a huge Edge fan back when he was with the Brood. I used to love the Brood. It's still one of my favorite entrances uh, of all time. Uh, but as a solo guy... Probably his match with Mick Foley at WrestleMania, going through the table, spear through the table, flaming table. Uh, Edge versus Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. That one. Um, that's you? Yeah. Yeah, Edge versus Undertaker, Hell in a Cell was fantastic. Um, his stuff with, uh, um, with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, he had a lot of great stuff, didn't he? I mean, TLC, I got to come back to TLC. Like I know it's, That's it's not me. the singles, not the single stuff, but what those guys all did with TLC revolutionized WWE wrestling and how we yeah. even perceive it now and like and just wrestling in general as far as high spots and uh, and 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 uh, prop work and everything else and like what you could do with a match, I mean, for better or for worse, too because those were all spot fests, and the guys were getting up from moves that ten years prior would have ended a match, and they did it like fifteen times in that match. So, you know, I, it's hard. It's hard for me to just strictly stick to his solo career because I felt like his tag team career was so just extraordinary. Um. So yeah, no, it was, man, Edge is Edge is fantastic all around, and does a great Ed, podcast. Edge and
0: Christian, the Dudleys, and the Hardy Boys. I mean, it just, that era of tag team wrestling will probably never be topped. Um, And what ultimately led to TLC and all of those TLC matches, you know, you asked the question, what are some of the neatest things you all remember? I mean, it's not specifically about Edge, but that's immediately what I associate Edge with, our TLC matches with Edge and Christian. Yes, he had some great matches. Yes, the Brood was amazing. Yes, Undertaker, Edge at Hell in a Cell, amazing. And it, there's a there's a good documentary, a biopic on uh, WWE Network. If you haven't seen it yet, highly recommend it. It's a must watch, and it reinvigorates a lot of that stuff. And you get to hear Metalingus about 20 times. So
1: the li- live sex celebration with Lita on TV. Yeah, I mean, that his, wasn't very neat. His feud <laughs> with Matt Hardy was absolutely lights out. It was so hot. I mean, what a hot feud that! Because it was based on reality, and Edge, yeah. you know, was such a scumbag. To Matt at, in in real life, and everyone was feeding off of that. It was such like a you know fourth wall breaking feud, and it, man, it was at a hot feud. Like I remember at the time, like people were frothing at the mouth about it. Like when you talk about it, you would get people would get so worked up about it. Yeah, so hell of a career uh, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame.
0: Uh, chat's weighing in on a few of our uh, moves. They say that I should do the data center. <laughs> not really the, sure what the, that or one or is. the Carolina Clutch. The Carolina Clutch. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Coquina Clutch. Or the Camel Clutch. Camel Clutch, thank you. I'll never do that one. What about,
1: what about the Camelina? Camelina Clutch? No.
0: no. No. Okay. I'm sorry I even brought it up. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much, Billy. We all love Edge. I don't. Uh, it's hard to find somebody that doesn't love and appreciate uh, what Edge gave to the business. Uh, and their podcast is fantastic. Check them out. That's it. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Next up, Will, do you think this Sunday leads to a Sasha versus Bailey Survivor Series match? And if so, would it be a hostile type feud or would that ruin
1: one of these heel turns too quickly? Hmm. I think it leads to a uh, five on five women's match at Survivor Series. Yep.
0: I think it leads to Sasha Bailey versus Charlotte Becky opposing sides
1: Survivor Series. Right. And then they're leading their own teams. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they I, would I, I be. So.
0: Uh that would be interesting. Yeah. There you think they're gonna be the leaders, sorry, uh, the I, respective I, I Raw and it, SmackDown I th- teams. I,
1: I for some reason I, I I thought you said Sasha versus Becky. Sasha versus Bailey. Bailey? Yeah. Oh no, I think Sasha. Did I say and Becky? Stick- I'm sorry.
0: I, I meant Sasha versus Bailey.
1: I may have misheard. I, I just in my mind I saw Sasha and Becky on opposite sides of a Survivor series feud. Um Yeah. I don't see Sasha and Bailey turning on each other anytime soon. If not. Uh oh. Finishing moves are happening, man. Right. Dog Ziggler is is is, is killing coldfish Lana over here.
0: <laughs> oh goodness.
1: Uh, speaking of kazoo players, uh, Yeah. Amazing. I, apparently my apparently Dog Ziggler heard about kazoos and decided to weigh in.
0: No, I could totally see Sasha on Monday Night Raw leading the women's team and Bailey on SmackDown Live leading the women's team from SmackDown Live in a, the Survivor series. Five-woman match. Five-on-five five match. You're know you you going to have Charlotte Flair over there. You're going to have Becky Lynch on the Raw side. There's that feud. So if the, all of this keeps going, we got to get through Hell in a Clash this weekend and then Hell in a Cell next month, then who knows? A, a lot changes in two months, plus the transition to Fox. Who knows how much they get involved. I don't know what's going to happen by the time we get to Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's... That's yeah. a long ass time from now. All uh, with everything months. that's going it's on. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, who was it who asked the question about the finishers? Was that uh, that was, was Patrick. Patrick? Yes. Headbutt. I'd have a headbutt be my finisher. Oh, but you're not. I'm a very hard head. No, but I was headbutt champ in college. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that might explain yeah. a lot. <laughs> it, it might. Thank you,
0: Will, for the question there. Next up, Josh. Next week, we see our beloved NXT debut on USA with two-hour shows. Do you guys (laughs) think this would be an ideal time to introduce a TV title on NXT to give a shine to some lower-card talent and get people interested?
1: There is a rumor that that is happening, actually. Uh, I don't know if Josh was picking up on that rumor before he asked this question, but there is a rumor that they're going to add another mid-card title to NXT to give uh, even more room for guys and have more stuff to be fought over now that they're going to two hours. And that might be what the Cruiserweight Championship gets rolled into. Uh, They might not call it Cruiserweight Championship. They might call it TV Championship. But if uh, 205 Live gets rolled into NXT, that championship will become something on NXT. That is part of the rumor that's happening right now.
0: I'd like to see more 24 7 title outside of our Truth and um, Drew, uh, Drew, almost said Drew Gulak. Drake Maverick uh, coming over to NXT, let some of those, and 205, let some of those guys get in on it. We saw the Mike Canellis ben- uh, and Maria thing happen, but uh, where's 205 with the European 7 24 Championship?
1: At this point, uh, given the fact that NXT is kind of getting its, its own show. Uh, it's on like, you know, live show on TV. I kind of almost want them to really draw the line and say, keep that silly main roster shit on the main roster okay. or on raw and SmackDown. And if you're going to do silly stuff with 24 seven, have it be for those shows. Let NXT do its own thing. Sure. That'd be that. That's kind of my feeling on that. Sure.
0: Uh, thank you very much. Uh, who was that? Josh. Thank you for the question. Josh. Next up the champ champ is here in the building. Andy, what wrestler-slash-gimmick from the past would not look out of place and be over in today's WWE? The caveat is they cannot have appeared on any WWE programming in any capacity in the last 10 years.
1: Huh. That actually takes off a couple of my guys. Yep. Um, I, I would say Mr. Perfect uh, could be over in any era. Um, or any like old-school guys who are really legit like that. Uh, Macho Man... Or uh, Don Morocco, someone like that. Um, just because those guys could, you know, could come out, they could cut promos, but most of all, most of all, they could work in the ring. Um, I think my number one answer would be Mr. Perfect. I think Mr. Perfect could get over in any era because he was so good in the ring. He was such a good promo, such a good character. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of guys I could think of. That's just the first one that popped in my head, so I'm just going to stick with that and not try to overthink this. I'll say, Mister Perfect.
0: Mine's gonna be a close tie between two of my favorite guys from the '90s: Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman. One of those two. Uh, I think we need, you know, the women's side, especially over in NXT, is seeing a lot of infusion of MMA style. Uh, We've seen Alistair Black with his striker style come come in, but I think there's a lack of like legit strikers uh, on the the men's side of the division on the main roster, short of Alistair Black. Um, and Undertaker for obvious reasons, but i I, I would love to see a uh, a Matt Riddle, a Steve Blackman, a Ken Shamrock archetype uh, on the main roster, and I think those two guys still could go today. Uh, it's funny. Funny aside, St- uh, Ken Shamrock was getting interviewed. Uh, I think it was this was in the last year or two, interviewed on some show or some podcast, and he said, "Who were who in the locker room was the guy?" That you thought most legit could whip your ass, and he, without hesitation, said Steve Blackman.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was known as being like le- <laughs> like leg- like legit, terrifying, tough guy. He could end you.
0: So yeah, I, either one of those guys, for obvious reasons, um, I was a big mark for Ken Shamrock and his screams and just his overall presence. Whenever, you know, regardless of the fighting and the in ring performance. Well, and
1: how how much MMA is kind of becoming a a a staple of modern WWE, I'd agree with you. Shamrock still can go. He's actually doing a program right now with Moose and Impact, so he absolutely could. Someone else before we move on, Nick, that I thought of that I was thinking about the high flyers that are in WWE right now, and someone who could really match with that style. Thomas Billingsley. Ooh Dynamite Kid. Dynamite. Yep. Dynamite Kid, the guy who pretty much, you know, inspired a lot of these guys in their wrestling. Dynamite Kid, another guy. That's Although probably one. probably too just too damn mean to get along in the back uh, in the locker room. But as far as like his style, definitely could work.
0: Thank you for the question, champ. I'm looking forward to see who cuts some nasty promos on you as we head towards Survivor Series to take oh. away your championship. Uh, next up, we got Sean, which probably my favorite question of the week. MJF is the best heel of the last twenty years. Changed my mind. Love the show, love the work. Don't forget to subscribe. All those platforms, guys and gals. These two are worth it. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, brother. What do you think? MJF, MJF the best heel of the last twenty years. 20 so that would go years. back to
1: nineteen ninety nine. No, I'm gonna go rock. I don't the rock. know about that. The rock. He hasn't done anywhere near enough matches to be. I mean, he's. Look, he is a fantastic promo. He's a great heel. Yep. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years is a long time. A lot he happened might be, in the 2000s. He's, he might be the best heel promo working today. If you want to get hyperbolic about MJF and give him some sort of accolade, uh, you, say he's the best heel promo today. then I will go, then, I'll, then I'll say, you know what? It's him or Jay White, pretty much. Um, MJF might have Jay White beat on that just because it's so so off the cuff. Yeah. Uh, whereas Jay White just relies on his natural sh- uh, Um Best heel. The la- I mean, we just talked about Edge earlier. Uh, as far as his heel work when he was on, for crying out loud, Randy Orton when he was a heel, The Rock when he was a heel, because uh, you know th- that's like you said, it goes back to uh, back to when he was a heel. Um, Triple H. I mean all these guys were were heels within that time frame. St- CM Punk was a heel in that time and CM Punk was a great heel. That's true. Uh, yeah, there's there's too damn many heels in the last 20 years that were all-time great heels. For for MJF to at this point in his career be considered the greatest heel the last 20 years.
0: We, we were talking about his comeback earlier, Champa. You, you got to throw Champa in there.
1: Exactly. You know? I mean so and, uh, I, Champ, Champa was a greater heel because of his work, including his promos. Yeah. MJF just I think I think MJF is a better heel promo than Ciampa. Even though is very good, MJF's heel promos are out of this world. Ciampa had a better run as a heel than anything MJF has done yet. MJF has to have some feuds and has to have that uh, he's got to build it up more. It's too early to say this about him.
0: When so. MJF comes out to the ring with no music and gets booed out of the building and some of the highest volume I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be there. But, I mean, as far as the interviews and the promos and the video vignettes and things he's doing, knocking it out of the park. Yes. uh, The potential, the ceiling is incredibly high for that dude. But he needs to do it for about 10 years before uh, I I can get on board with, like, best heel of the last 20 years. That's a bit of a stretch, brother. Sorry. (laughs) I love him. I think he's, he's fantastic, and I think he's got one of the most potentials of any wrestler working right now. Uh, Him and Velveteen Dream, Patrick, they're all young. They're all very hungry. They're all working really hard. Uh, But let's let him get some time in the ring before we go that far. Thank you very much for the question and for the love. And, yes, everybody should go subscribe and thumbs up the video right now if you're watching in chat. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Next up, Eric, if the Impact and Ring of Honor merge, does that cause concern for AEW?
1: Uh no, I don't think it causes concern for AEW. Uh, just because there is so much, there's so much talent out there. Um, I actually think it might be less concern. I mean, eh, it's a, there's a lot of other factors that go into it than that. Yeah. Do they have Do they have TV? Do they have major backing? Um, if they don't, I don't think it causes any concern for AEW at this point. AEW's uh, because its funding is so high, they already have major TV um, impact and Ring of Honor. Them just merging. I don't think causes any concern at all. I don't. I don't know that that's even going to be a a blip. It would just be an interesting thing. Um, at this point, it's probably the best thing that could happen for Ring of Honor. Um, right. But uh, maybe maybe not. Maybe just getting new bookers. But um, no, I don't think it, I don't think that would cause immediate concern for AEW unless they got you know a major network TV and some serious financial backing.
0: The merger of the two of them would give me immediate cause for concern. For the two of them, because that would say that neither of them are doing really well. I would The last people I'd be concerned about would be WWE or AEW or NXT, I guess, because we're talking about them as a separate entity now. Um, but I, 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 yeah, the two of them are kind of out there on their own. Who knows what Billy Corgan's doing with NWA. I'm hoping that we do end up with a live streaming service, as he's promised the whole internet-first approach. So yeah. I'm I'm still kind of waiting to see what happens with NWA, but NWA, Impact, Ring of Honor are kind of out there in left field uh, on their own at this point. So yeah. I don't Mark, think it'd be Mark cause for Cuban concern for any of the other major ones.
1: Impact and Ring of Honor mer- emerge, Mark Cuban buys them and promises them TV, then we're talking. But until yeah. then, no,
0: no. Yeah, As long as their show is on Twitch. That's uh, I'm I'm not excited about it yet. It's cool to watch it on you know when you're sitting good, at your computer.
1: Impact Impact's a good show. Ring of Honor yeah. right now is not. But yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you for the question, Eric. Uh, Indigal, Indigal had three, and I think we got a little bit extra time, but normally we only take one. But since this was your first time, all right.
1: Quick answers, quick. We'll answers, give
0: you a pass. Nice. Yes. Uh, number one, who do you book for the first All Women War Games? Current roster members only, and something other than horse women versus horse women.
1: For NXT because NXT is the one that does yeah takeover uh, War Games War Games what, there, four I don't know side? that there's
0: enough women right now
1: I think I mean, there are four four and four and they, if they're having a four woman number one contenders match and that's not even including uh, Shana Bader Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai uh, Tony I think they storms could, coming yeah I think they could drum up enough women to to have a War Games match and I you know I just pretty much just ran down a bunch of the women I'd want to see in it. Uh, if it's just strictly NXT, yeah. pretty much everyone in that number one contendership match—you know, Candice and EO, and, and Bianca Belair, Mia Yim, uh, Shayna Baszler, maybe one or two of her horsewomen, uh, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, um, uh, Dakota Kai—I'm just—I'm basically just running down everyone yeah. at the top of the. Uh, I mean, NXT there's a five-on-five five right there, you know, and and it's—I think that could be a great match just with those women, and that's not even including. Some of the other women that are bouncing around, like uh, Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne. Um, I'm trying to think who else is, is even bouncing around there right now. But uh, yeah, in, in the absence of me being able to come up with any more names right there, you have a War Games match, Women's War Games match just in NXT. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, if it was main roster, I think it's pretty much you've got to have to use everyone on the main roster. But, you know, uh, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Asuka, um, and then the four Horsewomen. So, yeah. Yep. You could definitely make it work without a roster.
0: Yep. Next question Can Natalia be fixed? How do you show that she can be more than a good
1: hand? She could, I mean, anyone can be fixed, I think, pretty much, with the exception of Jinder Mahal. But uh, I'm, I'm being arch. I don't think anyone can be fixed. But I think that uh, it's, it's something that you can do. It just comes down to booking. If you book Natalia like an absolute beast, Yeah, you can make because she does have a style that makes her look like she could be a beast. They just book her as kind of nothing. We don't have any reason to care about her. Um, So, yeah, you could absolutely, quote, fix her. But will they? Do they have the interest in doing so? No, I don't think that they do. So I don't think that they will fix her i don't think, I think that there's she, any there's any reason to invest in fixing her have her having a match a feud with becky lynch like a little mini feud with becky lynch is the closest they're going to do to quote fixing her
0: yeah she's so slow and methodical in her movements as well that uh, she's getting i don't want to say she's getting left behind but she's getting a little bit left behind with some of the newer talent that's coming on they're moving at a faster pace they're doing some different moves and she's pretty much got those like discus clotheslines and a sharpshooter Love, Oof. love Natalia as a person. It's, it's like watching molasses pour out of a jar, though. That's. I'm my... not a
1: fan of. Her. I'm not a fan of her discus clothesline. She no. does it. She twirls around, stops, and then hits him with the clothesline. You got to uh, go through with it, like Brian Cage does. His discus clothesline is gorgeous.
0: And Lana was has always been right. She's kind of a not a good promo, so that's. Uh, eh, eh, yeah. She used, make, Lana, she used to make Lana, fun Lana of Lana.
1: Promo.
0: Well, yeah, she used to make fun of Lana and her lack of in ring ability, and Lana was just like. <laughs> Bitch, go to promo class. You know,
1: at so, least uh, it, I can promo. Yeah, uh, I miss I miss the ravishing Russian. I miss Russian. I miss ravishing Russian Lana coming out and introducing Rusev. Yes. Man, I miss that.
0: That was such a good gimmick. Speaking of gimmicks, Ugh. getting worse. Previous question. Um, okay, thank you very much. Uh, one more indie Gal. Vince slash WWE Creative have obviously botched the Roman Reigns Eric Rowan story. Rewrite this storyline while including all the elements that have been shown on TV. Oh, I don't know if we, we have can time be for here that. all
1: night. I don't know if we have time for that. I mean, Jesus Christ! At this point, we're about to go back to the, through the entire storyline. I mean, as it is, the the video package they make for that storyline is fifteen minutes long. Us trying to rewrite the damn thing is a whole other show. Uh, that's a bonus episode right there. Rewrite the Eric Rowan. Let's 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 fantasy book the Roman Reigns Eric Rowan Daniel Daniel Bryan storyline, Nick. Uh,
0: put that um, one on the list. Let you know. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, that would be a great. That'd be a great example of us taking something that we have adamantly said was stupid and that we're tired of and making it better.
1: Here's the problem, though. We can't rewrite it until we know where they were trying to go with it.
0: The finality and the outcome, yeah.
1: We don't, yeah. It's like, can you rewrite Murder on the Orient Express without knowing who the killers are? Uh, Sorry, spoiler spoiler alert for Murder on the Orient Express there. Uh, You know, there's no, no, it's... You can't, I I, got to know where you're going to be able to tell, to retell the story properly. So there's aspects right now that I already think that were entertaining. Like the whole Buddy Murphy stuff was entertaining, but it's obvious they don't know where they're going. It's like we're in season five or six of lost and the writers obviously have no idea what they're doing. They're just trying to ask more questions to kill time. (laughs) So what a crap TV show that was.
0: There you go, Indy Gal. We'll uh, we'll see if we can do something better once they actually resolve. Come back what that around feud to that is.
1: question once they resolve this. Yeah, yes. there you go.
0: Yeah, remind us. Uh, <laughs> last but certainly not least, Esme Standin Bear. Hey guys, yeah. love the podcast. Wish you could do more episodes during the week. Well, mm. well, well. Well, it just so happens that in a couple of weeks you're gonna start going getting Tuesday and Saturday shows. Yeah. Ta-da. Congratulations. Wish, you win.
1: Your wish is granted. Look Just at that. like that. And about uh,
0: Rub the magic Powerade bottle for the genie. You know. Ew. Anyway, there you go. Uh, if you were forced to choose between watching indie wrestling or watching <clears throat> mainstream wrestling for mm. life, which do you choose and why?
1: Ooh. You got to define indie wrestling these days because that's okay so these days and this is gonna sound crazy these days right now i would say mainstream wrestling because so much indie wrestling has become mainstream yep new japan is now mainstream wrestling nxt is now mainstream wrestling um if you if you consider impact or ring of honor quote mainstream or not. I don't know. I, I think you might still say Impact or Ring of Honor could still be considered the Indies because what is the Indies? Anything but WWE? Anything but WWE New Japan? I mean, where does where does it become an independent wrestling company? Or is it only companies that are, you know, that are that are that have stocks that are open to the public? non-indie that are corporations
0: um i'm thinking pwg so, bar wrestling uh um, yeah, ohio it was valley old fcw
1: before it was tv you know like stuff even like M- that. mlw you know what i mean yeah. czw like those would be indies uh you could argue that ring of honor is still indies you could argue that impact is still indies although they are owned by a big corporation namely anthem so you know maybe not but, Is your um,
0: show in a American Legion bingo hall with no air
1: conditioning? You're indies. You're indie, your indies. Um and and under the, and even you know, even if you expand it to say it's only WWE and all of its sub programming, um, New Japan, and um, yeah, that's it. Let's just say those. I would still pick mainstream. Me too. Because because of the the fact that they have now bought up so many indie talents, um, and you're seeing a lot of that quality feeding into that. Uh, that being said, I would really miss going to indie shows live. I would really miss that experience. Um, but the ability to go to something like you know a, a, an NXT touring show or a New Japan touring show yeah. would—I I think I would live with that. You know, if you had gun to my head, you made me choose between the two. Uh, An AEW at this point would be considered mainstream, right?
0: And the AEWs bought and NXT have bought up a lot of what used to be indie talent. Look That's at all the saying. new folks in NXT. Trevor yeah. Lee, uh, Travis Banks is over in UK now uh zach sabre jr's at new japan so a lot of the guys that used to make up
1: the Matt court Riddle, ricochet keith- is
0: there keith lee die jack they're all back
1: to kevin steen and el generico i mean you know it's, it's been happening for years and years and years like at this point everyone who made the indies big in the last 10 years has gone mainstream uh, i looked at pwg recently and bola looks pretty good but even then, compared to some of the Battle of Los Angeles that they've had in the last 10 years, like the golden era of PWG is over. And it's because so many people have been snapped up off the indies. And uh, especially recently with AEW buying up a ton of people. And I think it will just happen more as they get on TV. Like you're going to see more and more people being eaten up. Um, you know, I think the only guy who's still adamantly indie is David Starr. Uh, and everyone else is kind of just well, the contract comes along. We'll see what happens. So yeah. yeah, main right now, mainstream. You asked me five years ago, indies, uh,
0: and I still kind of need my soap opera. You know what? I think that's what I would miss the most. You about, get that with indies. If you
1: if you go enough, you still get the soap opera.
0: Not to like, I need my like WWE for me is General Hospital
1: for oh, okay.
0: with, with violence. I got that. right. <laughs> So that's I, I that's see, where
1: I'm going with that. I see where you're going, pal. Yeah,
0: that's that's. Right. So I I need that I need that little scratch niched.
1: Nick, Nick needs his stories. Yeah, he needs his stories. Yes. yes.
0: Thank you very much, Esme. I would definitely choose mainstream as well. But Ian, that uh, we are not done yet. Thank you guys no. very much for our listener
1: questions this week. We have got just enough time for our other
0: news lightning round. Beep beep, beep beep beep
1: beep 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 beep. All right. This was almost in the big news segment, but I just. It just wasn't big enough. Uh, over in Rev Pro this week, we had a major incident uh, where a ref, so, uh, one of the wrestlers, shot on a ref. He went straight up on a ref, uh, Josh Bodum, during a match where he and uh, and Shaw Samuels, who are the Rev Pro tag team champs, they were in a match with Aussie Open, and uh, it was it, they were getting pinned. I think Bodum was the one getting pinned, and the referee whose name was Aaron Wilde, counted the three. And he wasn't supposed to. The match ended five minutes early, even though it was the correct finish and the right guys lost and the right guys won. It happened five minutes early because Bodum just didn't kick out in time. But uh, because they had to fill time, Shaw Samuels thought on his feet, started attacking the ref and saying that it was a stitch-up. Uh, Bodum, however, was pissed about it and started beating the crap out of the ref, legitimately injuring him. And according to this referee who went on Twitter to explain the situation, he's now so injured that he cannot. He cannot uh, referee professional wrestling events or his day job, which is refereeing football events. So he is now unable to work because of the injury sustained at the hands of Josh Bodum. Uh, there was – this has all been going on all week. There's a lot to summarize. But basically, uh, Bodum was saying that he didn't beat the guy up, and then a footage came out that showed that he did beat the guy up pretty badly. Uh, RevPro did an investigation and released a statement saying that uh, – they were uh, they were not happy about the whole thing for obvious reasons. They apologized to the referee for having it happen and for not having a system in place to deal with this kind of thing more quickly. They said that uh, they had disciplined Shaw Samuels, but they understood what he did, and what he did was protecting the referee, uh, even though he wasn't supposed to go off on a non um, non combatant. Uh, at least he protected him, and so they're dealing with him internally. But they stripped him and Bodum of the titles. Bodum will never work with their company again. He's got a long history of issues, uh, dating back to when he was kicked off an AG- AJPW tour just for bad attitude. Uh, wow. He actually deleted he denied everything, deleted his Twitter, and said he's quitting wrestling. So, honestly, bye to womp, Josh womp. Bodum. Yeah, womp, womp. But uh, we'll see right now. There's the, there is a... Um, uh, he's got a, uh, Aaron wild does have a fundraiser going right now online to try and get himself some money for medical bills. So we will keep an eye on this and see what happens next. But right now it seems like it's all pretty much blown over. Uh, Nick, one show that is happening this weekend that we didn't get a chance to talk about. And I have to talk about because my God, it's going to be awesome. And I wish I had more time to go over it is going to be uh, Josh Barnett's blood sport 2. It's happening this Saturday um, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, I believe it's going to be streamed on Amazon prime, but, uh, you can look it up. Just, just Google it and you'll see it show up. Uh, some great matches. Josh Burnett was supposed to face, uh, John Moxley in the main event. Unfortunately, Moxley, uh, as we all know, has his elbow injury, so he can't. So he was replaced by Chris Dickinson, who's been involved in blood sport before, uh, Chris Dickinson, honestly. Basically, if you don't know what Bloodsport is, it's more of an MMA-centered uh, pro wrestling. So they don't have any ring ropes. It's just a square mat. And you can only win by pinfall submission or time limit. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's just a bunch of guys beating the absolute crap out of Guys and girls. Josh Burnett versus Chris Dickinson. Tom Lawler versus Davey Boy Smith Jr., which should just be an absolute freaking slobber knocker. Uh, Ikehisa Minoa versus Timothy Thatcher. Um, I think Thatcher's taking that one, but Manoa is an absolute monster in real life. Allison Kay versus Nicole Savoy. Uh, You probably heard both of those names. I bet you didn't know that they can actually shoot fight, but they can. Uh, Zachary Wentz versus Anthony Henry. Uh, If you know Zachary Wentz, he's a member of the Rascals, current PWG Tag Team Champions. He used to be a shoot fighter, and the dude is a beast. Anthony Corelli versus Simon Grin. If those names ring a bell, it's because Simon Grimm used to be a member of the VOD villains over in NXT. Uh, he has now shaved his mustache and has gone shoot-fight, and he is a beast. Anthony Corelli, you might know better as Santino Morella. <laughs> He's not bringing the Cobra to this one. That dude is a legit judoka. He's going to whoop some ass this Saturday. You've also got J.R. Kratos versus Eric Hammer in what will likely be Nick's favorite match of the whole thing because it's two really big dudes doing big boy things. Uh, Sumie Sakai versus Lindsey Snow. I'm very curious to see if Sumie can really work. Um, she does have a, I believe, 2-4 and four legit MMA record. Uh, so I'm curious to see how she can do in this. And then Matt Mikowski versus Rory Gulak, who is about as legit as they come. He once went move for move with Zack Sabre Jr. in a match I saw. Uh, there, the dude, there's another the dude guy assistant. named Gulak out there? Uh, yeah, you know what? I forget if uh, Rory is actually... Drew's brother or not, or if they're if they are related, um. But uh, yeah, there's another guy named Gulak. So I'm
0: googling at the moment,
1: are you? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it looks uh, yeah, like believe, it looks like his younger brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his brother Drew Gulak. There you go. Yep. So Drew Gulak's brother, who is also an absolute beast. Huh. So fantastic card. Check out Bloodsport this Saturday if you're interested in a little bit more hard hitting MMA style pro wrestling and josh burnett also a fantastic guy a good dude uh, metalhead and uh yeah i'll leave it at that uh moving on impact is going to access tv after the bound for glory pay-per-view because anthem purchased a controlling interest in access tv interesting uh also uh on access tv new japan and women of wrestling so it remains to be seen what happens with all of those companies who uh will be shown on access tv obviously part of this was that anthem wanted to have impact being shown on access tv so whether they'll have other wrestling as well still on that channel remains to be seen uh jim cornett speaking of tv and wrestling NWA is going to be coming out on TV this fall, and Jim Cornette will be on commentary along with Joe Gali, Also confirmed for TV tapings, Colt Cabana is now, is now working on NWA, so keep an eye out for that in October. MLW is going to have its first pay-per-view in November 2nd. Uh, it's called Saturday Night Super Fight, and the headline match will be LeParque getting his MLW title shot against Jacob Fatou, uh, who is their current champion. So that's going to be awesome. Keep an eye out for that in November. uh, Session Moth Martina has signed with Ring of Honor. So cheers to Session Moth. And Daga has signed with Impact Wrestling. You might remember him from Lucha Underground.
0: I can't imagine why he signed with Impact
1: because he's in a relationship with Tessa Blanchard. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, and also, everyone from Lucha Underground has gone to Impact right. or AEW. Right. Uh, except for, of course, uh Fantasma, who just went to WWE. Uh, Drew McIntyre. You might be wondering where Drew McIntyre ran off to. Uh, he apparently got really sick. Uh, he had to have surgery recently. It was not bone-related or musculoskeletal. It's something to do with his organs. We can only guess. Uh, he apparently was sick for a few weeks and was barely able to get out of bed the day of his King of the Ring match with Ricochet, but he just manned up and manned through it. Uh, WWE forced him to see a doctor, and they said he had to have surgery immediately, but he should be back soon. That's pretty much all we know. We don't have any more information than that, but he's fine. He's just, he was really sick there for a while. Uh, When he came back from the the Mexico leg of the tour, he had to get surgery, but he will be back, and hopefully at the top of the card as soon as he gets back. Uh, Kane Velasquez, uh, recently just had his debut match in AAA. He says he's talked to WWE about signing with them. He's talked to AEW, and he's also said he wants to talk to AEW again. Not surprising, seeing as he was on a team in AAA with Cody Rhodes. So, uh, Nick, is it too early to say Kane uh, <coughs> Velasquez, Velasquez to AEW! To AEW. God, God, you heard it here first! Vel- oh, <clears throat> excuse me, Kane Velasquez, yes, uh, still looking at where his future is going to happen next um just speculating it might be might be aew you heard it here first and finally there is one less pro wrestling podcast on the market vince russo's podcast has been dropped by westwood one i have no doubt that like a fungus he will pop back up somewhere else but for right now you cannot hear vince russo's terrible podcast anymore over on westwood one and nick That is the news.
0: Thank you very much, Surrey and Dangerous. And thank F we don't have to listen to that podcast anymore. Not that I ever did anyway. Other than when somebody said, hey, did you hear what Vince Russo said last week?
1: No. I tried it a couple times, man. I did. I gave it my best shot. I gave it my best shot. Woof.
0: Well guys, that is our show for this week. As we mentioned before, no show next week unfortunately as I will be dodging hurricanes in the middle of the Caribbean Sea. Aww. Oh boo hoo, woe is you me. You make it sound so Little sad. Playing yeah. my violin. <laughs> but we will be back the following Sunday to catch you up on the happenings of of, you know, our picks, the results from Clash of Champions, how things came down. Uh, And we're going to begin the transition over the next few weeks into our two show format on Tuesdays and Saturdays that will be starting October 1st, Tuesday, October 1st. Be ready for that. We've got some things to change over and some events to schedule here on YouTube everything's going to be live. We're ready to go. We hope you are too. Uh, But to do that, make sure you are subscribed right here on youtube.com slash busted wide open and hit that notification bell because I'm going to be pre-scheduling events for all of our live streams upcoming and you will want Ooh. to be aware of those so you'll get into the notifications when we do go live or schedule new events so make sure you subscribe you can also be in the busted wide open discussion group on facebook with the rest of the phenomenal ones and you can find a link there to our discord server for all of our listeners for live chat all the time every time for pay-per-views weekly shows all kinds of good stuff and hey if you just want to talk about some music and movies that's cool too we got channels for that come hang out with us in the discord links to it in the description below if you're on youtube or in the bwo discussion group on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram at bwo podcast and patrons we love you guys you guys are awesome you are part of the machine that keeps this thing going and thank you very much for all of your support We've finally, I think, got all of the kicks. I can say it now. The kinks worked out of the live stream. Don't say it. Don't jinx this. Don't jinx this. No, jinx no. Us. I'm, I'm, I'm going out there and saying it right now. It oh, looks God. fantastic. I've had zero issues tonight, uh, and it's, it's going to be going good from here on forward. So we're ready for the two-show-a-week format. Finally got everything running good. Everything looks awesome. Thank you guys for your support and your patience as I've worked through a lot of those things and those kinks over the last six months or so. It's been a long journey to get here. Especially moving across the country, and just you know, just as a quick aside here, I never thought we'd get here. I want to. I'm just. I'm looking right at you, Ian. I never thought we'd get here. I honestly didn't. Uh, After we moved, I thought we we might not be able to do the live stream thing again. But I never lost faith, man. I never lost faith. Look at us now, guys. Uh On opposite sides of the country, as if we're sitting in the same room back in sunny Southern California. Ah, well, guys, that's our show for this week. As always, you can find me on Twitter at DataCenterDude.
1: And I am Surrey and Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Surrey and Dangerous. But by God, would somebody stop the damn match? This show this is, show part, of is part of the Orbital Jigsaw, orbital Jigsaw Network. Jigsaw Network. For, more episodes, for more episodes, subscribe to, subscribe to us to on iTunes, on Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out orbitaljigsaw.com.